Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast. I am Alex Jones and today I'm joined once again, as always, by Jamie and Chris as we get ready to talk about some gaming news, some rumours, um, some truly uh, out there conspiracy theories as well, <laughs> yeah. I think you can say. Hello boys, how are you doing? Good. Uh, yeah, I was, just, I was just on the phone earlier to you guys. Uh, we do, do we, do we have to, we have to drag that back into this already. <laughs> well, we we've already established before. that you two were, were born in the, what, the 1970s, 60s? Why? 50s. 50s for me. Why don't you go commit N? Actually, okay? Chris, I, I was meaning to ask you, what was it like growing up during Beatlemania? Wow, yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted to know. I, I've always wanted to know what we would look like with Beatlemania hair, hairstyles. I uh, just asked Jonesy in a few months. <laughs> like, yeah, it won't be long. Tactic. Yeah, you, you need to trim, Jonesy. Jeez, Louise. I know, mate. So it's, it's, you can tell because I'm having to tuck it. It's getting tucked around the side <laughs> under the headset. as it gets too long. Um, but before we get too deep into my hairline, <laughs> whether it's tucked slash receding. Um, wow. I should briefly mention that we are indeed a, uh, a gaming podcast. Um, we are available on uh, YouTube, on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and all of the top um, podcasting platforms that you might happen to frequent. Uh, we're also on um, Paisley Radio on, I was going to say it wrong then, on Thursdays at 10pm, and we repeat on Mondays. So you can catch us there um, on the internet, admittedly, but like we're actual re- radio superstars. And it's quite exciting. Oh. Shout out to Paisley Radio. Thank you very much for having us. We're also, of course, on Twitter and YouTube at Super Show Pod. So you can always reach out to us, drop us a comment, say hello, just give us a like. Yeah, you you could do that. Jonesy, um, I've been working a little bit behind the scenes. Uh, Not only are we available on podcast platforms of your choice, we are also available on the Nokia 3310. So pick up the phone. If If you ever wanted to listen to us while you're playing Snake, um, now's the time. There's no bit Mate, of time. Snake, you know Snake is such a formative fucking gaming experience. True. I'm going to push it out. I'm going to push it out to the audience. So, because um, we were having a quick discussion, I, I think I saw it on Facebook, and I was asking the guys here because there's a little bit of an age gap um, between uh, Chris, myself, and Jamie. A little. Um, obviously, I am. I am the young one, and then uh, Chris and Jamie are. Uh, no, Chris and I are. Of what do you what do you say? Of an age. Of an age. <laughs> Jamie is about ten years younger. No, no, no. Um, uh, fully matured, I think, is the uh, the term. So, audience, if vintage you dated. Tell us, <laughs> date, yes. Exactly. There you go. In the bottle, um, <laughs> you can <could> tell. <laughs> Sorry, this is getting random. <laughs> But look, if you can tell us in the comments below the YouTube video or um, anywhere you can comment, you can hit us up on um, Twitter, you can tell us, or you could go to our Patreon. We'll get to that very shortly. But if you were going to mime to somebody that you, that you would give them a call later on, um, I'm going to have to describe this for the people just listening, but for the people watching, would you do this, where you hold your hand up to your head and you have your little finger extended and your thumb, so you're sort of imitating... Yeah. Hang 10 style, right? Mm. Exactly, hang ten style. Or apparently, the new way of miming you're on the phone is to hold your hand flat and like have the your palm of your hand against the side of your face, like you were holding um, a smartphone, like a a child. Because it never seems like you've got toothache. It does. Yeah, Yeah. it's a bit like oh, Oh, that's the universal popcorn kernel. Thumb, thumb, and little finger out. That's phone flat against your face. That's toothache. Two fingers against your ear means this is the part in the third person shooter where we're going to walk for a minute and explain the story. <laughs> it's Snake. the gears walk and talk. Snake. Yeah. Exactly. Also, and then you've then you've the one finger to the ear is the uh, in the film to prove that you're a special agent and you've got an earpiece yeah. in. And you, yeah. Hello. 
FBI burnt to give away. Totally. T- yeah. yeah. Two uh, two fingers that... on either temple means I'm having a cluster headache and I might die. No, but think... no, no, wrong. Professor X. Oh yeah, it's Professor uh, X. He has cluster headaches and nearly dies. Isn't that what happens to him? <laughs> Big time. I pay money. I pay money to watch that film. But it's <laughs> it, it is an interesting thing, isn't it? How it changes. Like, weren't they saying that kids don't know why the save icon on computers is oh, what it is because they don't know what a the flop is. Yeah. I, I saw another one of those very recently where a person on Twitter was cosplaying as Chun-Li and complained that lots of people in the comments underneath were asking them why they were dressed up as a Fortnite skin. <laughs> That's great. Wow. Which that is, is great. That is peak. But like, that is peak. I, I don't I've, live on this I've got younger siblings who are definitely going to recognize Chun Li's look and get up from Fortnite, but they'll have no yeah. fucking clue what Street Fighter is. Like, one of them's eight. <laughs> I had the weird, I had a terrible old man moment. I'm not sure if, I'm, I think we mentioned it on the podcast. Maybe we didn't. Get off my lawn. When, um, they dropped the Mortal Kombat um, trailer, and then somebody came out and said, Chun Li is uh, absent. Like, you know, that's really oh, yeah, bad. Yeah. Why have they left out Chun Li? Um, and then everyone turned around and said, obviously, well, chun not even in Mortal Kombat. You idiot. What are you talking about? But for like 10 minutes, I I couldn't remember that chun wasn't in Mortal Kombat. And I was like, yeah, she's in Mortal Kombat. But in my head, I was playing back visuals from the SNES from playing Street Fighter and seeing it. And then it was weird. Like it didn't go together in my brain. Like mm. it didn't work. And I was just convinced that yeah. she was actually in Mortal Kombat. And was like, was she not in Mortal Kombat? It was a, a strange... Uh, time and uh, feeling old. So there you go. And I realised that my brain was not working. But let's move on anyway from um, adult brains and uh, what do you call it? Getting senile. Um, today we've got a couple of cool topics to talk about, cool stories to bring up. Um, oh, Cyberpunk is going to be returning to the podcast and maybe somewhere else. And also we're going to have to talk about the Blue Box Games uh, conspiracy that has been um, one of the things people have been talking about in the past week. I was going to say the only thing, but it's not true. It's not the only thing. But before we get to those stories, boys, um, we have a rumour. It's not a confirmed rumour, but um, we do have a it's possibility, be- I'd say. The best Should kind we say of pos- a possible rumour? The best kind of things, right? <laughs> best kind of things. A possible rumour that Ghosts of Ikashima um, will be released in this year, the 2021. So this is... <laughs> the so- 2021. No, no. J- Jonesy, you got it wrong. It's, 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 it's Ghosts of Tsushima. No, it's it's actually ghosts of Ikishima. Potentially, a rumor, not a confirmed rumor. Um, what about ghosts of that real sticky Ikishima? That, I don't know. That didn't really work out. How, that was, you know what the funny thing is, <laughs> Josie, you know, uh, Jamie. You know what the funny thing was? I was having the same thought in my head, and I was like, "How am I going to yeah. say this?" How, how do you stick, make a joke the, out of that real sticky? The stickiest of the icky. Oh, I like that. I like Jamie just went for it. <laughs> he didn't he didn't think but about it. You know it. what? Just, Sometimes that's the joy of podcasting. You don't actually you have the to trigger. sound things out in your head. Yeah, you just pull the trigger and see what happens. If it's embarrassing, you roll with it. Jesus take the wheel, fellas. So you're quite right, quite literally. <laughs> but anyway, this is a standalone uh, expansion to Ghosts of Tsushima, which obviously came out um on the PlayStation 4. Um but the idea of Ghosts of Ikishima, the rumor is that it will be uh it's another game in development um by Sucker Punch that will be sort of akin to Miles Morales and how that worked with um Spider-Man. So it's not a full-fledged game, it's about the same length as Miles Morales. It will come to PlayStation 5 primarily but will probably also get crossplay um, or, um, or sorry, we be on the PlayStation 4 as well because um, I think PlayStation has sort of said that they're not going to, they don't really want to be releasing too many games on only the PlayStation 5 at the moment. Um, but the potential that we could have a new 
sort of standalone. What I think the term that I saw was um, expand alone. It's a pretty uh, exciting yeah, one. Sure. I, yeah, that yeah. Makes well, sense. that's that's just marketing spin, isn't it? But yeah, yes. But before the end of 2021, that'd be pretty wicked, right? It would yeah, be cool. Uh, uh, yeah. I, considering I haven't played Ghost of Tsushima yet, I mean, I don't, for for me personally, I don't know how cool it is. It's cool because I like the concept of it. It's not that I didn't want to play the game, uh, but I think I think personally, I just think more companies and game devs should do this to kind of fill the gaps in between releases right yeah yeah like i don't know if this is actually an example of it but one thing i was thinking of having played a lot of ratchet and clank recently was the crazy amount of work that insomniac have been doing when you consider that spider-man came out in 2018 they remastered technically spider-man for the playstation 5 in 2020 they had spider-man mars morales uh ready in 2020 and then they have had a ratchet and clank game that is, you know, very new, like new and fully featured and full length come out six or seven months later. So I think it seems to be that they're a team that maybe they've split up internally and they are working on different projects at different paces. And they say to themselves, hey, Spider-Man 2 might take three or four years, but this might take one or two years. I think yeah. if other PlayStation Studios were doing that as well and things could be worked on simultaneously, that would be a very interesting way for Sony to... Keep the um, keep the rotation and keep the uh, the, the fresh the first party IPs and games coming along because I mean it's funny we talked about E three last week right and Xbox Sony can never and will never match the volume of first party studios that Xbox now have they have to yeah. really go for uh, quality over quantity but if they do you know multiple games from one studio then but that. That that yeah. strategy was made obvious like a number of years ago, right? When that one E three where they had Death Stranding, Spider Man, and Ghost of Tsushima, and that's all. Oh, and and Last of Us Part Two, mm. and that's all they showed in comparison to Xbox's show where there were like eighty fucking world exclusives. Also, right. fellas, did you know? Okay, now Microsoft is not Xbox. Xbox is part of Microsoft, but Microsoft is now a two trillion dollar company. Wow. Yep. Crazy. That's that is, mad. That is ridiculous. That's, that's a mad clout behind uh, the parent of the Xbox division. So, yeah. <laughs> I think this is, um, this, this is something that actually kind of needs to happen, isn't it, on PlayStation especially? They need to keep going the whole idea that they can release high-quality games. And if they can do it with a, a mini-game effectively, then I think it's definitely a thing that they should, they should look to do more often because um, I think Xbox, one of the problems they've had is, yeah, they just haven't released the first-party games that people wanted to see. Given the fact that we haven't even yet seen the single-player campaign <laughs> session of um, Halo, which was obviously supposed to be released last year, which is um, pretty shocking at this yeah. point. Um, but they could do a weird thing here as well. They could they could absolutely release uh, Ghost of Ikishima on PlayStation 5 and be like, it's a PlayStation 5 game, and then kind of go, oh, it's also PlayStation 4, though. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe. I, I know I know people giving them flack for kind of in a way reversing their decision of saying no, PlayStation 5 is what we're focusing on now, and that's where the game's gonna come out. And then kind of reversing and saying, no, it's releasing on, on PS4 as well. But if you think about it, like they're struggling to get up with supply and demand on the PS5, right? And they've got this massive install base <coughs> on the PS4. It's meant to be like yeah. like one of the most successful fucking consoles right mm. so why wouldn't you release it on a fucking ps4 it's shooting well? yourself in the foot right if you don't do it you're just well, 
say no, don't as long me. as it runs i mean we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about something a little bit later that's <laughs> maybe a bit questionable but some people still believe that it's a game being tied back that if a game has to support and or run on older generations of consoles then that means they're not taking full advantage of the new generation i don't think that's necessarily true but some people do like to believe that i don't think so i think mars morales kind of proved that that wasn't the case right you proved that yeah. you can you can do both pretty well um with a with a patch, with an update, with um, an additional part yeah. of a game or something. Uh, yeah, especially while we're in the early stages of the generation, right? Like, we're not going to see the stuff that really blows our socks off until, you know, I think there could be stuff by the end of this year, but really we're talking about like 2022 and beyond 2023 yeah. and so on. That's when stuff is going to really ditch the old generation of consoles, for better or for worse, and then developers will have truly come to terms with what the new hardware has to offer, all the nooks and crannies that they can extract more power from, and... That's when shit starts looking brain meltingly good. But um, <laughs> I, I would be curious to see, like, Ghost of Tsushima was a visually very attractive <coughs> game, but you know it was also very artistically attractive. Like the visuals, yeah. uh, you know, weighed very heavily on the the artistic vision for that game. And technically, it was okay, but it wasn't. You know, it, it it didn't quite. You perhaps, if you were being super nitpicky, it didn't quite match up with where sort of maybe Naughty Dog or Gorilla are at on a technical level. I'd be very curious to see if Sucker Punch could move more in that direction um, with the PS5 hardware at their fingertips. But we'll we'll see. Um, yeah. I, I so, think, I, yeah. This is it sounds like a cool idea, I'm, and I'm down for it. So, Jamie, you were you were reading a, a Wikipedia entry before about yeah Ikishima. Do you want to kind of read that out? Um, basically, like obviously. If, there, if this was complete bullshit, then the bullshitter could have done a bit of wikipedia themselves and come up with a very uh, uh, befitting name. But it does seem like uh, the I, like the Icky Isle, or like the island of Icky, and Icky Noshima seems to be referenced, even though this leaks as Ikishima. There's something called Icky Noshima. Um, but it does seem to be like an archipelago in the Tsushima uh, sort of strait, I think they call it. And the it's some some prefecture. Basically, it's a place that exists. It does appear to be like an island of sorts, which would make sense for a smaller, more streamlined, condensed open world experience. So, so you're saying it's it Tasmania to Tsushima's Australia? Um, huh? Well, because no, Tsushima was an island as well, wasn't it? Like yeah, so, yeah. What, what's Australia, starts. mate? What's the world? No, but what, I, I don't what's, know that to me. I thought it was almost like saying a bigger island, but this is yeah. almost like a little tiny island off of I'll island, give you, I'll give you island. the Greek equivalents. Okay, there's a Greek island called <laughs> Kithira, and just below Kithira is Antikithira, and Antikithira is where they found the Antikytherian mechanism, ah, which is meant to be the world's first computer. So I, there you go. I do have one question about this though. Hmm. You like we mentioned in similar in uh, size to Mars Morales uh, and uh, kind of calling it an expand alone. What I've I've just also seen the tweet. The one of the guys who is sort of like leading from the front in terms of leaking this stuff, he said that he can would compare the size to Gears of War's Hive Busters expansion. And some people are saying oh. online that's more of a three uh. to five hour experience. Oh, okay. So I was um, I think the size being similar to Miles Morales was from um Games Radar. They was they were quoting that it would be similar in size to that. So maybe yeah. they maybe I, they've uh, followed the Twitter thread. And this got their this is probably worth it. mentioning that the the more mainstream news outlets haven't yeah. covered this yet at, at time of recording, at least. So maybe yeah. they're having difficulty verifying any of these things. Maybe 
It's all it's just maybe because it's not true. <laughs> well, then, but there was another maybe. strange thing where, again, like not to get into the whole uh, rabbit hole of quote unquote insiders, because I know nothing like the E3 period sort of throws more caution to the wind. <laughs> Uh, than when it comes to those guys. But one of the characters, I call them characters because they don't feel like people sometimes, who's very associated with the Silent Hill, Silent Hills movement, not the Blue Box stuff that we'll get to later, but like the <laughs> years-long rumours of something Silent Hill-related happening, they came out on Reset Era earlier and complained that this had been leaked and, and said, oh, this is such a shame this had to be leaked. And when someone said, hang on a second, aren't you literally a leaker? They responded, yes, but I don't leak things literally days before people would have found out about them anyway, implying that there is going to be an event soon enough. And roll back a little bit, there were rumours midweek that we weren't originally going to discuss, but I'll bring them up now, that there was a direct plan for July 8th that that was yeah. going to be Sony's summer experience, like Sony's summer thing. Um, again, now we're on talking about rumours on top of rumours on top of rumours. <laughs> this might all be bullshit. Probably is. Pinch of salt. But there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, I, I, I did like the original tweet from the guy who says, um, it is uh, not sure how, we were, I was saying before, he said, um, not sure how so many seem to find out so quick about this. And it was like, who are the people that found out then? And Jamie was like, oh yeah, it's all those, these sort of bullshit peddlers, rumour <laughs> mill people like... Of course, that's how they found out because they all quote each other and probably extrapolate a little bit more and like, embellish a little bit more. And but hey, you never know; it might be true. Until so, it gets uh, the Jeff Grubb seal of approval, I'm 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 fifty fifty. <laughs> I would have put Jason Schreier in that camp, but um, you know, I'm not anymore. Not after Ooh. what he did last week. Oh, <laughs> uh, and with that, before we move on to the new news stories, or sorry, um, to other news stories, uh, should we have a comment of the week? Yeah, let's do it. This comes in from Nathan Clinch, who says, Thanks, guys, for all that you do. You've kept me going during lockdown as a key worker. It's good to have the release. And I, uh, oh, wow. And I, too, this week's episode, YouTube is the perfect medium for you all um, because I can't just hear you. I need to see Jamie's reactions as well, um, which Boom. you will be missing out if you've never seen the podcast on vi in video form because Jamie has some priceless reactions. Okay, can I tell time. you my favorite Jamie reaction? Come on. Is Jonesy, when you say something that Jamie is just like, it, 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 it floors him. He goes absolutely like incredulous. He just gets this look on his face like, like you've stolen his supper. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? Sometimes I say something and I look to Jamie's camera to see what, yeah. to see the face, to see if it had the desired impact. Because the big eyes, my favorite one is where his face doesn't actually move. He just does. Like, did he just say that? No, no my, my favorite is that he does, he does the, he goes big eyes, but he does the double take. It's like he look, he knows he's in a room alone because he's forever alone. But he, it's almost like he's looking oh, around like, did you, did you hear what this guy just said? <laughs> I think if I had to say though, sorry, mate, God. Because now you've got me wondering if I do this stuff anyway. Like if I was just talking to you guys without the cameras on, would I be going like, I don't know. He's like, you're on the phone. There you go. You're on the phone and you're just sitting there talking and you're like, this guy, and there's no one else there. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> so know. Who are you talking to? I don't know. Wow. I mean... I think a fan favourite, though, is, is where Chris sort of pushes back and just sits there watching you and me. And he just yeah, goes, oh, we fucking yeah. argue and it's just like, okay. It, it's almost <sighs> like, you know, you know when they say, if two dogs are fucking, are, are fighting, you shouldn't really get involved. Unless you're willing to stick your finger up one of them bums. Which I'm not. Sorry, I, I've seen your guys' bums, your bum holes specifically. <laughs> My finger's not going anywhere near that. Right? Couldn't blame. I just want to get tetanus. Fair enough. Is that actually fucking... a, a way you deal with dogs? Yeah. 
because it it it's it's um no it is hundred percent. Think about it this way. Turn a face. Turn a face. It's because he's never had to do it, mate. I've I've owned plenty of staffies. Trust me, I know. So Chris um, has had to do it. Wait, are you sure? That, what, okay. what size, yeah. How, can we draw the line very carefully here between have had to and want to have wanted to? <laughs> no, had. It's a necessity. <laughs> no, because it it, it um, instills the flight response rather than the fight response in a dog. Right. Dogs, dogs run well, away that's... from getting sodomized. Oh man! Yeah, because if you if you think about it this way, like, yeah, okay, Jamie, you probably won't know this because you fucking hate dogs, but uh, Jonesy, you know that if your dog, if you're shouting at your dog and your dog stands something wrong, what does he do with his tail? What does she do with her tail? Uh, tucks it between the legs. Yeah, do you know why? Uh, do you know what? I've never actually thought about it. To protect her anus. I'm not joking. No, I'm being, I, I swear to God, I'm being dead serious. Because dogs argue and then they get and then they put each other in the arms. <laughs> <laughs> and you know serious. you're going to be the bottom if you're the one getting shouted. <laughs> oh, it's okay then. No, I didn't. There you go. I've, I've, you learn something every week, and that's all courtesy of Nathan Clinch. I love that. See, name. I <laughs> thought. Wait, I thought the tuck in the tail was because they uh, they scent with like their back end, like they they piss and stuff, don't they? And I thought it was almost to protect their identity because you know they smell each other's they smell each other's butts when they're like who are you and they have a good old dig the nose in and get a good sniff i yeah, thought man. it was almost being like you're annoyed with me um you're shouting at me i don't want you to remember who i am so they tuck it <laughs> to kind no, of hide who they are that's when dogs just look away because they say if i can't see you you can't see me it's the equivalent of like um when someone's on camera and they like they're like a they work for like a gas company or whatever and they're getting a bit of Karen's having a pop and then they cover their badge up because they don't <laughs> want it to be on camera. And they're like, Oh, I'm just here to do my job, love. Wow. And they're like, Well, show me your badge then. And he's like, Oh, leave me alone. Uh, can, can we, look, dog anuses aside, can we go back to the comment of the week? Because uh Yeah. Yeah, dig up I mean I mean I mean Nathan's thanking us and you know, what can I say except you're welcome? to quote Moana or Maui from Moana. But we, we also have to offer, offer thanks to people like him that take the time to bother to comment and even to just watch our content. Like mm. that's, that's what it's all about, right? It's a, it's a transaction. Yeah. It's 100%. Also, you give us we something, can... we give you something, you know, that's how it goes. But also yeah. being a key worker, yeah. doing the good work. So thank you, you for legend. that one. Legend, holding it yeah. down for all of us. Yeah. If we can, if we can sort of add to your uh, um, something to help you de-stress after all the what you've been through recently, um, then yeah, we're absolutely yeah. happy that we could uh, even play a little part. Hell in yeah! That. Um, but Jonesy, <laughs> yeah, no, don't worry. I was going to mention now that there is a group of other people that uh, I guess we help de-stress, or they must like us to some degree, because they have decided to go um, one step down the line and to become Patreons and to uh, support us every week. Sorry, mate. I was going to say, I don't know if you read the Discord, Josie, but we definitely don't de-stress all of them, that's for sure. We we stress (laughs) most of them. (laughs) But hey... They want to be part of the club. So um, they have joined our Patreon. As Jamie said, some of them uh, are on the Discord where you can join um, for as little as $2 every month. And these are the guys who uh, on on the Discord and the wider Patreon who really do uh, keep the lights on, keep us coming back and keep us going because they're the only people funding us. So what can I say? Jo- Jonesy, um, so we'd like can, to get- can I, quick interruption. I've got fucking uh, Catherine Zeta throat cancer and I come back each week because of these dudes. <laughs> 
Absolutely. And I like and, the fact as well that's become a thread in the Discord and on the YouTube chat, which is about the fact of Kat, Chris having <laughs> Catherine Zeta throat cancer. Well, it's either um, that it's, or it's, it's laryngitis, okay? It's one of the, one or the other. One Kat, of them's far the more Zeta. exotic than the other. Yeah, it's the Zeta. Come on. Don't even get it twisted. It's the Zeta. So I'd like to give a shout out to a few of our awesome patrons right now. Those Some names to drop are Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Jesper Camden Nielsen, Javela Cujo, Leo Merger, Lonnie Thompson, Magic Grits, Mindful Pig, Nathan Pears, Pastors Guild, Scary Omen, Starfall Kid, and Zach Cream. And the big dogs, the big boys, it's Shellshock, Haxel Book Reed, Manuel Guerrero, Peaswad, and The Dude Abides. Thank you to all of you guys. You are awesome. And thank you to all of our patrons and everyone who watches and comments and likes and interacts with us in any way, listens to us on Paisley Radio. Um, thank you very much for sort of turning up every week and listening to us chat often absolute <laughs> bollocks about thumb, thumbs going up dogs' asses. So hey, really it's appreciate true. you. But uh, Jonesy, just a, a bit of a curveball because I'm glad you mentioned Paisley Radio as well because I have a few questions sent to me from Ooh. some of our Paisley Radio listeners. Now, we don't have to kind of spend too much time on the answers. Uh, one of them, I think, has probably been answered by stuff that's come out since it's been asked, but let's just go through them quickly, if you don't mind. Let's do All it. Right? So this one's coming in from Jermaine from Manitoba. Hell yeah. That's right. Man- I recognize that. I recognize that. That's somewhere is that, in... Is that Alaska? Oh, it's a Canadian province. Canadian province, ah. right, yeah. I, I kind of feel like they say, like, Manitoba. Maybe, it's, I don't it's, know. It's uh, bordered by Ontario on the east and Saskatchewan on the west. Two great Saskatchewan. places to say out loud. Hell yeah. So, word up to my man Jermaine from Manitoba. Wants to know, what are your expectations for the new Forza Horizon 5 set in Mexico? Oh, I mean, like you taco, said, Chris. We, we taco have, trucks, right? Yeah, yes, basically, that's the long and short of it. No, I, I think... One of the things that became very clear immediately watching that trailer, as much as I loved it being set in the UK, or Scotland more specifically, um, one of the things that's what, immediately... Forza Horizon 4? Forza Horizon 4, yeah. One of the things that's immediately clear in 5 is that there's just going to be a lot more uh, environmental variety in Mexico yeah. that comes naturally yeah. to that location. And you don't really need to cram all these disparate elements into one very tight area. Uh, from what it seemed like, you can almost depending on where you are in the country, quite seamlessly move from a sort of like a more rural, almost deserty village into a more lush rainforest-like area. Yeah. We obviously saw uh, them approaching the, would you say the rim of a volcano or is that too sexual? Oh, mate, I'm all about <laughs> you can the say rims. Rim. Uh, the, uh, you say, okay, thank you, Jesse. You see them approaching the night, nice, tight, hot, rim and trust me it would be hot rim of a volcano and i think they said in the voiceover that it was the highest point they've ever had in a horizon game that volcano That's or cool. at least that cool. mountainous area so really <coughs> nothing else going to get more environmental variety which is a good thing and you know that for uh, anything in the forza franchise is always going to double down on the cars the licenses the choices you have um oh dude that you know. trailer started off with the fucking uh mercedes-benz amg1 so yeah they're, right. they're doubling down on the cars. Come on. Yeah. And then you get the track mania shit that we, we talked about, where it's like knocking down bowling pins and d- doing fun <laughs> stuff like that. So, you know. Chest yeah, cool, breaking yeah. pinatas. I, I think, I, I mean, I echo all of that, but the only thing I want to add is maybe what they're doing, if you strip away what the setting is and just kind of taking what they did in Forza Horizon 4 and just kind of streamlining it in terms of very easy to jump in, jump out, meet up with your friends, meet up with other people and really kind of making it a, a lot more vibrant in terms of multiplayer. Mm. Yeah. And, and I think like that, that kind of accessibility there 
it seems like they're really going to ramp it up a lot more than they had in Forza Horizon 4. And Forza Horizon 4 was great for, for that kind of thing as well. So Yeah. But like now we've got the play. Like when I remember when Forza Horizon 4 came out, I didn't <laughs> play it for a while because I actually waited until I bought an Xbox One X. Again, so obviously, well, obviously years yeah. before the series stuff came out. And even then I was playing it on my own because I didn't have a good enough PC. And I don't think you guys were even Game Pass converts yet. So I guess yeah. that's the other nice thing about everything Xbox right now. Not shill, not paid for, but obviously the number of people taking part in that shit is growing. The number of people on Game Pass is growing. And we're now looking, afo- looking forward to things like Forza Horizon 5 and legitimately saying, yeah, there's multiplayer potential there with my friends, which is something, you know, that I haven't always been able to say in my life, which so really I'm just saying, I'm just saying thank you. Thank you for letting you be my friend. No, that's a different song. <laughs> Why don't we be friends? Thank you um, for being a friend. I want to come oh. at it from a slightly different angle, which is that I... I, I love about game, well, not just about games, but I, I love the sort of, I don't even call it, like, I like it when companies and when devs and things decide that actually they're not going to set a game in a traditional place. They're going to do it somewhere different and they're going to show off something a little bit extra. So, for example, um, if you look at games like Assassin's Creed or if you look at games, jeez, um, uh, oh, even like the old, what was it, the one that was set in London? Was it Driver or Drive was set in London back in the day? No, Drive, it, Drive. The, the Getaway, getaway. The Getaway. The getaway, that was it, that was getaway. When you take a city or something that's not often portrayed in games or um, or movies, um, and then you put it into that medium, it allows people to have more of, sort of get more of a feel for that environment. And I don't know anything about Mexico. Um, and when you look at Forza Horizon 4, I really love what they did about the British countryside and the fact that you can yeah. get a feel for it. And having met and chatted to and and you know, know people that have been to Mexico and be like, do you know what? My only experience of Mexico is like American films where they yeah. go there in like the And the grades changes. Time. The grades changes uh, yes. yeah. like in yeah. Breaking Bad. My my experience of Mexico, pretty much this point, is probably like what's the what's the movie? Uh, uh Magnificent Seven. It's dusty. Oh. The houses are made of stone and <laughs> they're um, there's, there's tum- there's all the films about Mexico. You go I, was, I don't yes. I, haven't, I haven't seen any. I was thinking, I watched any I was about Mexico. Like, Once um, upon a time in Mexico. I haven't I don't think I've seen that. I was thinking oh, no, I have seen that. I was thinking, I I was thinking I Sicario. Which Sicari- if, if, if Sicario, the first film. Yeah, Sicario has taught me anything about Forza Horizon 5 is that A, if there is a traffic jam, don't get stuck in it for too long and B, <laughs> yeah. uh, look forward to the cartel beheadings DLC. Whereas I think this will give us more of an idea of, no, like a lot of Mexico is just like amazing, great to look at. Like you can drive around and have a look at some cool, cool scenery without it all going sepia, <laughs> which would be nice. Yeah. Um, to be fair, Sicario did have some of that sepia to kind of turn each to. It did. Was Sicario did. in Mexico? <coughs> so yeah, it's, a, it's like split, but like they the, the famous scene where they get stuck in the traffic jam and they realize that there are cars around them in the traffic jam. Ah, yes. The guys, that's them, I think, crossing the border back into yeah. the US from Mexico. Right. Yes. Because they just like ah, extradited okay. that dude or whatever. Yeah, they've just done some stuff in, in Mexico. Right. See, it's bad as well because my parents like used to go to Mexico every year. Like they used to love it. So they used to go all it's the time. Weird, like, I've never been. I, I've never and been. this is a different rabbit hole now. And I, I, I'm not saying this like I, I, just something that occurred to me. You know the song uh, "Loco in Acapulco." Yeah. And I was like, okay, wh- what's the deal with Acapulco? So I looked it up. So Acapulco <laughs> is a place in Mexico, and it's 
used to be like a super fashionable, like high end resort city, really yeah. f- uh, popular uh, holiday destination. Um, and like famous people used to go there, celebrities, actors, singers, you know, from the from the states in like the fifties and sixties. Turns out it went to shit, and now Acapulco in the modern day is one of the most violent places on the earth, and it's basically run oh, by wow. gangs. Oh, okay. It's, no, it's kind yeah, of cool. Mental. Not, not <laughs> it's not actually cool, but like it's cool. Here we go. Um, it's the seventh deadliest city in the world, Acapulco. Seventh deadliest. Wow. Yeah, and the US. Where's, where's Johannesburg? The, the US warns people not to travel there. Johannesburg number one. Is, nah. Wow. So, top, uh, if we're doing top this by, ten at least, uh, this is by murder rate. I should say. I don't know if that changes it. Uh, I will say uh, it's South, still Af- be up there, South Africa's represented in the top ten, but it's not Johannesburg. Johannesburg. Oh, it'll be um, Western Cape. No. Well, it's actually, yeah, I think Cape Town, right? Cape, that, okay. Yeah, Cape, so Cape yeah. Town is it. But the top five are all Mexican. That's oh, Jesus. wow. Okay. This is, that's but that, why that is ho- because that homicides is per because of the drug cartels, right? Yeah, homicides per 100,000. Although, that's, surely that's all places that report the figures, because there's got to be loads of places in the world that are a thousand times worse that just don't have all the figures are completely made up. Wow. I, I I, know, this mate. is opening up my eyes to some fascinating stuff. Like, Saint 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 Louis Saint Louis in Missouri, yeah, the second largest yeah. oh, wow, city in Missouri yeah. is the ninth most dangerous city in the world hmm. by murder rate. Missouri, Jeez. well, it must be. Should we move on? Should we move on to another question from the? <laughs> Sorry, <yeah. laughs> sure. Chris, do we have any questions about uh, the most <laughs> dangerous rates. cities in the world? Anything to do with murder rates? Well, let's let's fly through this one, shall we? Now that new flight simulator due to be on Games Pass, twenty seventh of July, twenty twenty one. Watch out, fellas, uh, on Xbox S and X. Is this the game changer for the new console battle between Xbox and PlayStation? Hmm. What, get specifically Flight Sim? Uh, that seems to be the question. That's coming in from uh, Louise from Manchester. Mm. I believe it's like, Louise. I always get confused with, like, Louise, Lois, uh, Louis. So it's one of them. I, but I, think, it's, I think it's Louise because it's an E at the end. Okay. No, I'm going to say no purely because um, most of the people I know who are proper flight sim heads play it on PC, and you can get obviously Game Pass on PC, and you could play it on there. And yeah. because they have all the kit, they've got all the different control modules, and they have all the little all the buttons laid out and everything. They're not really looking to play it on a console. Um, it's not going to be the, their number one choice of playing it. So, will it be the the difference in the console wars? I I really don't think so. It's a great get. Like it's something that's very cool yeah. to play and would be cool on the new series of Xbox systems. But yeah, I don't think it will make much much of a difference to the console. Jamie, what do you, what do you think? I, I like what Josie said. I I don't think the console version of Flight Simulator specifically makes a notable impact on that sort of that battle. Um, yeah, I, I I've got a slightly different take, but largely echoing your guys' sentiment, but it's less about the game and more about the technology and how oh, they're right. bringing the game onto the console. And that could potentially be well, part of the game changer, which is like, hey, Microsoft uses their Azure cloud cloud servers to stream game information, I, which is, is a promise that they made with Crackdown 3 that didn't really work. Can, can but, I, sorry. yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, go can I bring a, a new story to the front that we like, didn't? Hell yeah include um i've got i've got to find it now because i've got to like do some sort of reading and um sort of explaining <laughs> as we go but i think we um i was about to say we reported like we're fucking journalists but i think we mentioned on the podcast uh, a few weeks ago that hideo kojima who that's a name you're going to hear a lot today folks i apologize but we were saying that he was talking to microsoft in some capacity um about working with them 
Um, uh, he's to... making the Top Gun version of Flight Simulator. Oh, I think I know the story. I think I know the story. Is this the Stadia, Stadia Lady? Yes, this is the Stadia Lady. So basically, the, the thing that's happened is, obviously, Stadia have taken their focus away from making games themselves almost entirely. And in that process, a lady whose name escapes me, but she, was, uh, she used to work at Valve. She worked on games like Portal and so on and so forth and was a part of Stadia in their big uh, cloud gaming push. She has now gone to Xbox... Uh, the reporting is specifically that she is one of a number of hires. I think her surname was Swift. I don't know why that's just come to my head. She's number, number one of a number of hires that Xbox are making to basically make the look like make the cloud gaming side of things that they've got going on, powered by Azure. We've seen with Flight Simulator and so and obviously Kim Swift. Thank you. Um, make that much more appealing. And um, one of the people they're trying to appeal to actively is Hideo Kojima, who yeah. prior to this was in talks with Google Stadia and has now basically converted those talks over to Xbox. So it seems oh, like right. whatever Kojima and Xbox are talking to one another about is something that would in some way utilize Microsoft and Xbox's big uh, cloud gaming uh, It's the future, future. baby. Yeah, Kim Swift, a portal dev. Yeah, so, so this, is, this is kind of what I'm getting at. The actual game itself, no, I don't think it is a game changer for the. It's 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 a very niche product. As great as it is, it is very niche. But the technology behind it could pave the way for very cool things, and you know could certainly help in the the console wars. And that was from Louise from Manchester. We we sort of transitioned (coughs) a while ago to saying that Microsoft are um, sort of winning the war, if not even if they're losing the battles, right? Because of the way that they're moving. They seem to be moving much more in a, in a few, like a looking to the future and moving in a, in a smarter direction than maybe what, what PlayStation do. I, I reckon they're all just pulling, trying to emulate Nintendo and just not, <laughs> not fight. No, in terms of not fight on the same battlefield. Maybe. They're not, they're yeah. not at war with each other. They're not at war maybe. with each other anymore. They're all going three different directions, which is I've accepted. I- I'm not. I'm not going to outright say that Xbox aren't at war with PlayStation over some elements. Like I, I like, put it this way: I don't think you buy Bethesda and make Starfield an Xbox exclusive unless you're trying to <laughs> stick a flag in the ground over the battle for you know AAA game. Yeah, that's fair. Like that's fair. AAA game territory. I don't know what you want to call it, but yeah. All right, fellas, I got I got one last question here. Hi, Alex, Jamie, Chris. Love your podcast on Paisley Radio. We look forward to it every week. Best dri- best drive time show ever. So Ooh, that, that makes me happy. Drive time. Um, <laughs> so are you guys a bit... Con- <laughs> drive time, baby. We're, we're in the big time. We're in the drive time. Hell yeah. So are you guys a bit concerned about the lack of trailers for the new Far Cry? This is the one that I said might be a little bit redundant after E3. I know there is the main <sighs> one released a few months ago, but that's it. There is no new gameplay ones. And that comes from Kelvin from New Brunswick. So shout out to Kelvin. Sorry that we got your question post E3, where there have been more trailers for Far Cry 6, including a gameplay trailer. Um, but I guess what we could kind of maybe take from this is, you know, what, what are we, are we concerned about Far Cry 6? Let's not say the DLC, because we covered all the DLC stuff last week. Mm. I feel like Jonesy had a few mixed uh, mixed emotions on it. Mixed I, emotions. I'm a little bit concerned. I'm not going to lie. There's um, even the trailers we did have. I think were 
it's kind of a mixed bag because the pre-E3 trailers we had didn't didn't fill me with confidence about what we were going to see down to like even down to like visuals and things gameplay it was, I don't know it just seemed like there was maybe something missing then there was a couple more uh, sections of gameplay I suppose shown during E3 but there was nothing you know they didn't really go to town on a whole load of stuff but I felt much more at ease with what they were doing and it seemed to be more um I don't know. I got more of a feel for what I thought they were trying to go go for. Yeah. Some of it did kind of make me feel a little bit like, are they just trying to rehash our ground or are they trying to become just cause? Is, like, <laughs> is, is it going to work? And it, I don't know. It's a bit of a mixed bag for me. Like I feel much happier about the situ- about Far Cry 6 after E3, but I would still say that I'm, yeah, I'm in a bit of a, a bit of an odd place with it. Um, I'm, I think it'll be one of those where I wait for the reviews and I really look forward to the reviews and sort of see how, what people are actually saying about it. Cause I, I'm, I don't know if you guys feel the same. I'm I'm sort of in a position where I think it could either be, wow, this is a fantastic Far Cry game and I was not expecting it, or it's going to be pretty lackluster. I don't think it's going to be like a a seven to you know seven out of ten game. I think it's either going to be high eights or it's going to be like sixes and fives. I don't know why I just get that feeling. Um, spicy. Yeah, no, I I completely disagree. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've we've disagreed all along about Far Cry. 6, yeah, I think. I, I think the state of Far Cry prior to everything we've seen in the last month or two, I think was more confusing than concerning just because like, you know, it had that original release date of February and you were a little bit like, okay, shit's clearly going on at Ubisoft. They have all these games that they're just juggling around behind the scenes. Is Far Cry going to get caught up in the Rainbow Six Extraction, Riders Republic sort of realm of seeming to never actually get a release date? We're through the other side of that now. I think what we've seen in terms of, you know, uh, that initial trailer looking good, good sometimes, ropey at others, the, the ones that the, the trailer that they showed first, that gameplay, I think, reveal they call yeah. it. And I think the fact that the two trailers they showed over the E3 period, one that focused on the story being very sort of heavy and serious, the other focused on the gameplay being, like jo- Josie said, very just cause inspired, outlandish action. <laughs> That reminds me very much of what the Far Cry 5 promotional cycle was like, where they couldn't figure out if they were trying to have something interesting to say about America and cult activity and religious indoctrination, or whether they wanted to have some like hillbilly redneck guy fly, you know, stunt planes through rings of fire <laughs> and then crash into cows that are in heat so they're fucking each other. Which is <laughs> there's a mission yeah. in Far Cry 5 where, yeah, you, you, you cut off bull testicles for a meal. Um, I think Far Cry 6 is going to be the exact same. I think it's going to walk that tightrope very poorly in a way that won't matter that much. It will just be deadly serious sometimes and deadly stupid at others, yeah. and that's fine. But for me, that means it's going to be a Far Cry game. And I think I, I the thing that I said from like day dot, right, I think I hope I said it at some point in the podcast at least, is that they need to show me something different. The fact that they haven't yeah, means that the did. biggest thing at risk for Far Cry 6 for me is that it's more of the same. And if it's more of the same, then it's not going to be bad enough to slip into the fives or sixes unless as you know technical issues or there's something really jarringly bad about it. I think the problem that they have to overcome, and I haven't seen evidence that they will, is how do you get out of that seven to eight solid Far Cry range? And I... I I don't know yet. I hope they have an answer, but they haven't shown us it. Yeah. I think I'm with Jamie on this one. I think, I mean, I don't want to labor the point, but I think, I think it's going to release and I think it's going to be a seven out of 10. And, and I think that, I think they're going to stay seven out of 10. I think, I think Ubisoft are perfectly okay with a Far Cry as a series being seven out of 10, as long as it sells. I mean, I, I don't disagree. They do. Yeah. They do seem to be quite happy with, um, 
mediocre these days, don't you? Yeah, oh, Jones, big so time. Do, that's, so that's, as long as it sells. Jonesy, so, yeah, so do you. So, um, <laughs> wow. Happy with mediocre? I, it's, I am bro, not happy I, with Two mediocre. words. Or a word and a number. Rage 2. <laughs> Rage 2 was a damn good game, man. There like, you go. It wasn't a good game. It was a damn good experience that you could enjoy Once if again, you could get over Joni, some of it is crap. Perfectly, perfectly satisfied by a 7 out of 10 mediocre open world game and it set his world on fire. Yeah, I, th- I think sometimes you need those things. There you go. I think you do. Well, guys, so sometimes you New need Brunswick, girls by the way. You... Uh, sorry, yeah, no. Go. Wow. New Brunswick, by the way, also in Canada. So wow. we've got two from, two from Canada and one from, from Manchester for a Scottish radio station uh, that you're listening <laughs> from uh, London podcasters. A lot, it's it's a global, internet. It's the internet. It's global. It's, it's, it's everywhere. amazing, fellas. I love it. I love it. So thank you to all the Paisley Radio kind of people. Back to our regular programming, gents. I, I think we should say, any, if anyone else who listens to us on Paisley Radio has any questions, uh, send them in. those people got in contact, send them in. I don't know how they... Mate, send them to the station, I guess, to Paisley Radio. That's what they did, yeah. And yeah, the station drop us a sends question. it on to me. We can, make it a, we can make it a little weekly thing. There you go. Might be fun. Yeah. Um, also, shout out to uh, Big Paul Witchley. Love shout out to the Big Witch. There you go. Indeed. Uh, right now, though, I'd like to hear what you guys have been playing for the last week and what you've been up to. Shall we start with Jamie? You can start with me because I don't have much to say, so I'll get it over and done with quickly. I will say that I am wow. back on my Mass Effect bullshit, but I've decided I'm not really going to say anything significant about that until I'm completely on the other side of that journey and the story of the Shepherd has been told. Um, how, how far are you, though? I am about halfway through Mass Effect 3. Uh, wow, so, okay, so you've been putting in some... Oh, yeah, that's work. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I platinum Mass Effect 2, so I've been, I've been <laughs> hustling. I, I, was playing it, I was playing it about an hour ago, and I, I experienced what, for me, has made, remained one of the most emotional scenes in the entire trilogy, and so I had to recover and recuperate a little bit before I came <laughs> to recording. Um, very sad stuff. I won't say what it is, but... Um, yeah, very sad stuff. Other elsewhere, I also got the platinum on Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which obviously means finish that game. And uh, I'll just uh, reiterate what I said last week, which is that that game is um, yeah, fundamentally it's just a very solid Ratchet and Clank game, but it's got a lot of ideas and bells and whistles that really kind of help help elevate it to a really solid um, PlayStation Five product. And that's what it feels like. It feels like a PlayStation Five game, both in terms of the looks. Um, you know, the visuals, I think, really remain quite impressive throughout. Um, but also just like they kept things relatively fresh and relatively relatively tight and compact. I think that's something that Insomniac are doing really well lately. I think that's why so many people platinum their games like this, yeah. like the Spider-Man games. It's just like they create open worlds or at least open structured games and they kind of know how much to populate them and how much shit you should have to redo, how many times you should have to go back to a certain place. And one thing that really fucking helps with that, that I don't think we talked about last week, is load times. This game yeah. is very good at hiding the almost non-existent already load times with a lot of, you know, fades and, you know, sort of various uh, editing and transition techniques. And one of the weird side effects of that, Jonesy, I don't know if you felt this when you were playing it last week. The game doesn't stop. Like, this is a real... It, it, the game just kind of keeps going in a really cinematic way. And we've almost reached that point. I heard another podcast talking about this, and I kind of echo what they said. We've reached the point where games can kind of move along and rattle along at such a pace that 
the bits where you expect them to stop and slow down, even if it's just a loading screen for 30 seconds that lets you take a, uh, you know, a deep breath, that doesn't happen in this game. And it's sometimes yeah. it's hard to know when to stop, when you're meant to put the controller down, because it just keeps moving. And that's a one of the really fascinating side effects, I think, of uh, the way Insomniac utilized the SSD for this bad boy. Um, but really, really just really solid kind of, you know, like four star, eight out of 10, rock solid, like PS5 tech demo-y fun action game with some good character moments as well. Question? Question? Um, question. How long did it take to finish? Uh, I think I finished it in like the 12 hour region. And I think it oh, took decent. me like a couple okay. more to platinum. I've done yeah. most of the trophies naturally. Um, yeah, sure, sure. Interesting, yeah. I'm curious also to see what they do with the sequel, because, again, I don't want, don't want to spoil anything, but obviously, like, we've seen trailers. We know who Rivet is at this point. Uh, we know that yeah. there are there's dimensional stuff going on that's a big part of it. There are some really cool characters introduced here that I'd love to see more from. Uh, and I, said, I think I said last week and again this week, character moments was a feature for this. The story itself isn't revolutionary, but there were some really nice surprises, one of which was, like, I don't know, might be one of my favorite reveals of the year by the by the time the year is done at this point in terms of things that make me say, oh, shit, out loud. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was really neat, really neat. I, I enjoyed that game very much. Nice. Christoph, mm. what have you been playing? Oh, fellas, I, I haven't really been playing much as, a, unfortunately, as the kind of pattern emerges. Um, I did some more streaming, Dark Souls, twitch.tv forward slash panic. Uh, all I got to say about that is fuck the Anor Londo arches, pieces of shit. Fucking hate them. Um, but yeah, you know, Dark Souls is Dark Souls. Uh, <laughs> like I, I, I don't know what else to say. Hey, those those Anor Londo arches. I mean, it sounds very dark. It sounds it sounds, it sounds Star Wars. What, what? Anor Londo. Anor. Oh, like a bit like Landau and Corizian. Anor Londo. Anor Londo. Sure. Both L's. <laughs> um, no, Anor. Anor Londo. Yeah, that sounds like Star Wars. Anor, Anor Londo. Londo. That sounds like a planet that some weird dude is from. Anor. We have to. Oh, Jedi Fallen Order 2. We have to travel to the planet Anor Londo <laughs> to find the missing device. I mean, maybe. Oh, blow, they've blown up Anor Londo again. My you whole, the worst my thing whole is? planet of Anor Londo was, was blown up. <laughs> you know what the worst thing is? Is you got me doubting myself now. And I got to look it up. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to put you. I didn't mean... No, Anor Londo. Yeah, yeah. Anor Londo. So go fuck yourself. Yeah. It's um, an area in Dark but Jonesy, Souls. But Jonesy, you were watching a bit of that. Oh, is that where you were running along the uh, in the aerial section and you had dudes attacking you, like trying to knock you down? Is it, yeah, it like you're fucking arches. rafters. Yeah, is that what they were? Uh, Buttresses. Right, right, yes, yeah. It, it, that looked kind of stressful. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it is, you were trying to. It, it was carefully was, balanced. When do, when do yeah, you that fight was kind of and design. Snow? That's what I want. That, it's, that's coming up. Okay. It'll probably be the next the next stream. I've got to the watch that. Dark Souls stream. I've got to watch that. Please like, clear out your schedule so you have like five free hours for that stream. <laughs> well, so uh, I'm going to stream tomorrow, which would be in the past by the time you listen to this podcast. But that's probably going to be Chivalry 2. Oh, right. Then. Yeah. I want to get on that. I was, I was looking forward to watching a Chivalry 2 stream and I did, <laughs> and then you didn't stream it. So I'm, I've been checking my Twitter know, to mate. see when you go live. Can, can I tell you, can I tell you something? Having... Uh, Catherine Zeta Pussy virus is not fun, tell you that much, and it takes it out of you. Uh, it's not just a, a throat thing, it's an energy thing as well, <laughs> but headaches, etc. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty adamant that tomorrow, by hook or by crook, I will be streaming some Chivalry too. 
Then nice. next week, Wednesday, probably some more Dark Souls. And next week, Friday, will be... It's the Friday before my birthday. So I will hopefully be doing a bit of a longer stream on Friday. And I don't know what I'll be playing. Probably more Dark Souls or maybe... I don't know. If, if you guys are willing to get involved, we'll do some, some Apex or something. We'll see how nice. it goes. Yes. Um, Sounds good. But yeah, Chivalry 2, great game. I'll, I'll talk about it as if I played it tomorrow, which would be prior to this going live. It was great. It was fun. We had a good time. Lots of, <laughs> lots of arms were chopped off. And uh, people, you and, know, um, for, for the red and black, I'll say that much. Um, lots of people are saying yeah, other, that there's, there's obviously that clip from the stream where you say a racial slur. You're trying to sort of get rid of it off the internet. People are kind of pointing towards the Streisand effect and it could backfire. Any thoughts on that? Um, I, I plead the fifth. Uh, is what I'm yeah, saying. No, I thought it was right. yeah. yeah. Tune in tomorrow, folks, uh, to find out the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, well, no, that doesn't work out because it won't be. T- tune in yesterday. Tune in today. Uh, tune in. Go watch check the, the vod. Stream. Go check watch the, the vod. Go, go and watch the vod. Go and find out the truth for yourself. Here we go. Yeah, no, watch that, the whole way through because it's hard to find. Yeah, yeah, and watch it multiple times because you know. Um, no, is that how that works? Uh, what, what's cool though is I've reached uh, two hundred followers, which nice. feels kind of weird to say after like, you know, such heights such as ATG's subscribership. Three hundred ninety-nine thousand eight hundred to go, buddy boy. <laughs> but it's cool. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling, and I think I'm on like twenty-five subscribers or something. It sounds so pathetic, but it, nice, it really man. means it really means a lot to me. But, Every time I, I want to stream, I literally like, I'm like, shall I stream? And I'm like, I just don't think I have time. And then it just all falls apart. It, it is a bit of a time sink. Um, but yeah, this, this, the streaming is going to be going to become a bit more difficult for me, I think, because guess what, fellas? I'm no longer unemployed. I'm no longer oh, yeah. a beach bum. <clears throat> we made it. Someone hired me. Wise, fellas. Um, but yeah, more, more info on that to come. Uh, but yeah, I, I got myself a... A job is uh, sorting out video for an esports publication, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that. But that will mean that my stream is going to change to evening streams. Hopefully, the podcast won't be altered too much. Uh, podcast not going anywhere. That's the promise that we made to you, and we're gonna buy. You know, goddamn it, we're gonna stick to it. But yeah, there's so you know a lot of kind of like life admin stuff that i've been having to do and that's why there hasn't been much gaming uh not just for this past week but the past few weeks uh, going um, back i think that's as a, as a good as an excuse as anyone can ask for and chris i'll say <laughs> it publicly in front of the fine super audience congratulations um thank you and well i'll tell you what i'm you. gonna i'm gonna rely on you guys because as soon as i get my first paycheck cleared i need You're to buy myself a, a ps5 oh, okay <laughs> nah. I think buy, I found a I'll few. Send you, I'll I send don't you want guys, to give it away. I'll send you guys uh, some some beers. You know, I don't know if that's how special it delivery. works. I, I, I'm buying you guys beers. Well, actually, maybe it is how it works. It is how it works. Yeah. You know, I've thought about it. It's definitely how it, it works. It is how it works yeah. now. Uh, of course, yeah. It is how it works now. Uh, yeah, go on, Jonesy. You, you think you... I think I found a couple, like, for sale. It's weird because they're in... They're in. They're either physical ones in shops, like that look like they're on. They're being sold, and they Ooh. don't have like a not available. Blah blah blah. And they're both versions. And I'm like, should I ask if these are actually available, like, or whether this is bullshit? But then I'm like, you should just bought one. Like that's you're basically looking at three hundred quid, <laughs> just staring back at you. 
Even though I could just look at three hundred quid in my bank account. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> no, but I mean by selling it on. By selling it on. Oh, I like see. Profit. What you mean. Well, I'll, I'll Basically, Jamie. Jamie's trying to tell you you should be a, a no good, dirty scalper. Oh well, I'm glad you bring that up. <laughs> well, no, because well, uh, lads, have you ever seen the film The Purge? <laughs> yes. The the stupidest people in the film The Purge are the people that stay at home and think, "Oh, just wait till it's over." Boring. If everyone else is doing it, you should do it too. That's the way you're saying the world you should works. go out and kill. But Fair. Think about how many people have got away with looting. Do you not look at them and say like, could be, "That could be my big bag of basmati rice." You know, <laughs> they don't get away with looting. I think every time these people talk about like getting away with looting, I'm like, they definitely go on Facebook afterwards and find all the pictures of people like holding up their like whatever they've looted and go. Send the, send the boys around. I'm, I'm, just, <laughs> and just I'm, I'm joking, door. by the way. But yeah, Jonesy, like genuinely, the next time you go to whichever establishment uh, seem to have those, please, please inquire for me because I'll I be in the do. market soon, do. buddy. I will do. Maybe I'll, maybe, oh, are they still really hard to get hold of then? Yeah. yeah. <gasps> um, if I manage to get one, should we do, oh, if, we, if they have two, I'll buy two. I'll buy one for Chris oh, to, bu- to buy off me. Yeah, we at, could. R- at, at RRP <laughs> or MSRP, whatever you call it. And I'll, I'll, I'll buy give you another a one. as well. Yeah, I'll buy another one and we'll do like a giveaway on our channel or something where we just give it away. It's probably, they're probably not even for sale now. They're probably, um, they're probably Break just on. boxes and they'll go, of course we don't have them. And you <laughs> idiot. <laughs> yeah, they'll be like, you can buy that Come box, on, it's man. 50 pounds. PS5 yeah, console, obviously in stock on eBay and StockX, as you would expect. Yeah, um, how, how much are they going for on eBay? Let me see. Like the the digital digital edition. Um, do I have the oh digital edition? I'm all about that digital baby. You're all about the digital. Okay. I'm not a disc boy like um, Jonesy. So let me type. I have to clarify digital. <laughs> and would you be? Should we do it by buy it now or? Yeah, sure. Uh, go buy it now because yeah, you're not going to learn anything um, from a bit. Yeah. There's one for six hundred. Fuck me. Okay, so a hundred percent markup. That's a lot. There's, uh, okay, there's one gonna, for sure. uh, five, 510, one for 520, I'm going to do some research and see if these ones I've seen are... And if you want to look at um, uh, tri- actual tricksy. retailers that some of us here have in the UK, Asda last had stock two days ago. Very yeah. had stock, oh, that's like two weeks ago. Um, but but you know what I mean? Like it's It's all fine that they got stock, but do they... Are they still having these bot issues where the bots just That's, buy them up? That is a very good question. I honestly don't know. I wonder if there's it's a way like, of It's almost like not news quickly. anymore. So people aren't reporting like, oh, the bots are still taking up so all the PlayStations. When, when a website, I don't know if it's worldwide or just one we have here called very.co.uk, last yeah. had stock, um, they sold out in seven minutes. I, I, and I, personally, I mean, that, that gives I, I you, some, that gives you a buffer. Some, yeah, that gives you a buffer. Like if you if you're on the pulse, okay. Hey, good, do you know what? Seven enough. seven minutes would have been uh, amazing when you're talking about graphics cards. Yeah, that would have been go. all the time in the world. Yeah, because you, you've uh, been looking for graphics when, cards, haven't when, you? When I was Asda was similar. Asda was six minutes. That was two days ago. So not well, six not terrible. That's, not terrible. That is still quick. It's not terrible. It's still quick though. That is a because if you're not. Um, I wonder if those if those reported numbers are real as well. Whether that's how what they graded it as, where in reality they were snapped up in like oh, ten wow. seconds. And it was... well, I mean, I was I just realised that was a disc edition, digital edition on Very.co.uk was like over half an hour. Oh wow! So, okay, so I, I... 
You, but you'd still have to okay. be. You'd have to have your finger on the pulse. Obviously, you'd still have to be in a position. That's okay yeah. though. Like that's doable. That's doable. Anyway, I apologize. I've been. Talk, speaking of uh, scalpers, <laughs> speaking of scalpers, no. So I, um, yeah, as people might, as people probably know from the podcast, I was uh, in the on the market in the market. What do you say in the market for a graphics card? Um, I've been sitting on my ten seventy for a couple of years, and I was looking to get something a little bit more tasty. And so when obviously they announced the thirty series cards for Nvidia, I was like, oh yeah, I could I could spare six hundred quid for a thirty eighty. That doesn't seem too bad. Um, anyone who's been following it will know that that was non-existent you couldn't pick a card up for that the second any 30 series card got in the market they were um impossible to get hold of i think this the silliest in some of the silliest incidences i had were where you didn't even see a buy it now button (coughs) they were just gone that you would get an alert there was one available or some available but then i had a bit of a weird week last week so it came to like um i think it was i don't even know what day it would have been let's say it was like monday last week um i was checking out uh overclockers because they had, I had an alert that said Overclockers had some cards available, and they did. They had like 50 or so 3070s available, which I was surprised at. Decent, I thought, yeah. I was like, that's a lot of cards, but the markup was, so they were about, they were at about 950 to, a, uh, or no, sorry, 900 to like a thousand pounds for a 3070, which seemed pricey to me. It was not something that I really wanted to do. I wanted, I wanted to get a 3080, really. Um, <laughs> sorry, what's the RRP on a 3070? I want to say it's about 400-ish. Okay. And then obviously aftermarket cards are diff- uh, can range ac- around, can't they? Because it depends what they do to them and what they add. Right. Um, but I think if you're looking at a founder's edition, I want to say it was like 350 to 400. Then the eight, the 3080 was, what, 550 to 600-ish about there for a founder's edition or maybe 500 quid. I can't quite remember. Um, but I didn't get one. I was tempted and I didn't get one. And I looked uh, for a few days, they had them available, which yeah. I was quite surprised at. I then had a weird situation where I reached out to, um, I think it was, oh, I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was um, Overclockers again, where they actually had a 3080s available, but they were priced at like 10 grand. 10 grand? 10 grand. Just so for I a card? Me- just for one card. This is genius. I actually tweeted about this. this oh, was a shit. Yeah, idea. no, I remember. Um, I, think, I think we discussed it last we week. Did, we talked about this briefly. Yeah. This is where they were, they were using ridiculous numbers um, yeah. in order so people know they had them available, but scalpers and, and bots weren't buying them. And then you go to a forum to get a code because you're a right. member and then you can buy them. But anyway, so go through all of this. with the not- PS5s, right? Some platforms did that for right. the PS5. Okay, which I think is a good idea, right? It gets, it gets them to your members. I then had a weird situation where I happened to just Google uh, the 3070 Ti, because I was like, I wouldn't mind a Ti if I got it for a decent amount of money. Yeah. So I just happened to Google it, and I found it on a website, uh, CCL Computers, um, and they had them available. And I was like, this is amazing. And they were pricey. We're, pri- we're talking like 900 quid, which is more than I wanted to spend, but not insane, and cheaper than the 3070s I'd seen available. Yeah. I then saw some 3080s come on the market for 1500 Um from some places and i was like there's no way i'm going anywhere near 1500 quid if i want a card (laughs) the time is now so i pulled the trigger and i got a 3070 ti and it arrived literally i put the order in and i had it within 12 hours like it was you know got here delivered i installed it i was a little bit worried about that (laughs) that i might fuck it up because they're huge right so i ended up getting an msi 3070 (laughs) they are this big they weigh over a kilo and they come with stands to put in your case to like stop the sag, which I was just someone like, said that. <laughs> stop the sag. You need a stand under it. Stop the <laughs> sag. 
But all in all, I've had a little play around with it. I've used it for work and I've uh, cracked on with some games. Oh, and sorry, was... the clip wasn't actually over yet. Clip that include that part as well. So I had a player. I played uh, around with it. I used it for <laughs> I've had work. a play around with it. <laughs> but no, uh, very very impressed. It's a very decent card. Um, and yeah, I won't I won't drag on. People get really bored. But um, I'm happy. And yes, it should um, it should expediate some things work wise, and it should let me play some more tasty games and things. Nice. I nearly, we'll talk about it in a little bit, about Cyberpunk, but <laughs> I was tempted to think, should I get Cyberpunk on PC? Just I see that uh, CCL's still selling that card. Oh, okay, so they do still sell some available. Some available, that's pretty cool. Decent, okay. Um, but let's get back to the games, because then I did, <laughs> I have had some time to actually play some games this week. Uh, one of the things I did was hop onto Ubisoft, um, or their website after the forward with E3, because they were, had a bit of a sale on. I forgot about the sale. I jumped on immediately. Then I forgot all about it, and Jamie reminded me, which was, um, thank you very much for that, mate. And I picked up a couple of games, <laughs> but one of them I got was Flashback, which is a game that I started playing in 1993. And it's taken you this long to get back to playing it. I, so I this have was, no hope for your Death Stranding playthrough. 28 years This time, was baby. the new version. The, this when, was the new version of Flashback. Kojima utilizes the power of the Azure cloud to make Death Stranding <laughs> to the actual entirety of the United States, like to the exact, uh, you know, square, in the nearest square inch. <laughs> so I, I yeah, hopped on this and then I, you can get access to the 1993 version. So I did that. Because it was one, it was a game that when I was a kid, I played it and was like, "This game is incredible. The animations are amazing. It's such a good-looking game." And now playing it, it's adorable. But it's still a cool <laughs> game, and I'd like to finish it. So, because that I've, that was I, the game that where they did like rotoscoping for the animation, right? It does. Yeah, it does look like that. It's it's uh, it's got a different, a very different feel and look to it. It looks at the time to me, to my eyes, it looked like real. So hold like, on. Wow. So you're telling me you got. A thirty seventy Ti, and you no no you, play, you, play, you played flashback. No no not yet. I haven't done that yet. What <laughs> I did play on my thirty seventy Ti, um, I because I sort of had a little play, mess around with Watchdogs Legion, to sort of how, see how it looked and stuff. Um, but then I did play some Rainbow Six Siege, which was another thing that I picked up. Um, nice. Something I've never played really since we played it back at ATG for that one stream, and but I'm actually kind of getting into it. I'm getting into the feel of it i'm getting into how that game works it's much more measured than i thought it would be even online yeah, it's, it's much it's a more... decent game it's a decent game yeah it's cool if you haven't from what i remember it, have a i mean the, i can't remember the deal was it was like seven quid or something to get it was the um the the, the, the deal that we used was and it might still be going for anyone that looks it up if you use the code word forward you would get 10 pounds <laughs> off your order and the minimum right. basket you had to get to to get the £10 off was £14. So you could get £14 yes. worth of games for £4, but obviously lots of games were very heavily on sale, uh, like 75-80% off in some cases. So you could end up getting like a couple of games like Siege or Far Cry 5 or Assassin's Creed Odyssey and get them all for like like £2 each, basically, when it was all said and done. So. When That's you cool. account for the, the the code, I think it cost me two pounds for um for the deluxe version of Siege, which um, I was very happy with, and about seventy p for Flashback, which was quality. Um, <laughs> but no, so that's pretty much it for me. Um, obviously, I've been playing a little bit more Ratchet and Clank, been um churning my way through a bit of that whenever I get the chance to. Um, but yeah, Decent. that's about it. That's about it for me. So I think um, at that point, we should probably move on to the rest of our news stories that we're going to cover off this week. Um, as I just mentioned, I was tempted to uh, 
get on PC again to try out with my new 3070 Ti, but I haven't <laughs> done it yet. But I might not need to, boys, because Cyberpunk 2077 has been patched again, patch 1.23, <laughs> um, and it has now returned to the PlayStation Store. Wow. Yeah. Interesting one, this. <laughs> Jamie, you don't seem convinced. This is the day that we were waiting for, right? This is when the game is as good as they said it would be on the PlayStation 4, the base version, and you can buy it in the PlayStation Store and it will run fine and you'll have no problems. Colour me sceptical. Well, I, 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 don't, I don't know where you want, which direction you want to start this conversation and go, <laughs> but I don't think I'm actually going to say what you expect me to say. So I think maybe I, I'm curious to explore should I, why give, you, should I give you that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me give that okay. I'm I am messing around a little bit. Um, let me give you uh, the the audience a few of the bullet points, and then we can have a little chat about it. Because yes, whilst it has been listed on the PlayStation Store, um, this is a it's not maybe um, as much of a celebration as it should be. Because there's, there's effect, an asterisk, isn't there? There isn't. There is an asterisk. Um, there have been a number of updates this year that have improved a whole bunch of things with Cyberpunk down to you know bugs and glitches with emissions and things like that. It seems that the most recent patch itself has pushed the frame rate of uh, the core gameplay of Cyberpunk on the base version um, PlayStation up to sort of like the mid-20 frames per second, even getting up to 30 frames a second. However... Uh, apparently under really intense um, scenes or you know areas the game does still drop down below that 20 frame mark Um, but it seems that it's reached a point whereby they are happy to put it back on the store however they do (laughs) include a warning to tell you that the game is not best suited to the playstation 4 and actually you should play it on the playstation 4 pro or the play or the ps5 so this is a little bit of a i don't know a damp, I would you say, damp squib, a bit of a, a, a yeah. bullshit announcement, a bit, a bit rubbish. I mean, it's good for PS5 owners, I guess. Well, but- it actually doesn't do much for PS5 owners. This patch in itself um, is mainly targeting the PlayStation 4 and the Pro and getting the frame rate up, but the PlayStation 5. No, but the, the really point being, if you so. own a PS5 and you want to play. Cyberpunk. Oh, sorry. If, sorry, no, hang on. This is again one of the first bullet points that I'm going to argue against. If you own a PlayStation 5 and wanted to play Cyberpunk, Go and buy Cyberpunk. You couldn't do it out of one of the stores at your fingertips. Yeah. Yeah. But anyone yeah. who you wanted to it. buy Cyberpunk could have just bought Cyberpunk. Yeah. Which, yeah, of course again, yeah. like, I, I, we, I, I'm not going to go too mental on this, but that, for me, is the root of the first misconception about the whole thing. Sony didn't take Cyberpunk 2077 off the PlayStation Store to protect consumers from Cyberpunk. Sony took no, it off the PlayStation no. Store to protect themselves because Sony don't yeah. have a refund policy for a reason. The reason they don't well, is they don't want a Steam or Epic Game Store style situation where someone could play a game, get some inherent value out of it, and then return it. And Sony essentially don't make money any money. They might even technically lose money once transaction fees are taken into account. So Sony basically said, "Hey, if we're going to allow people to give this game back, then we're not going to sell it. Otherwise, it's just you know that a loop. It's a never-ending black hole of people buying it." and people returning and people like anyone who's anyone could have you know played the first three hours of cyberpunk on a playstation 4 got all their money back regardless of what they thought sony said not having it not changing our policy we're going to make a one-off thing so that's the bottom line for me is sony was serving themselves and the other thing about all of this is that every single part of it every single step that's been taken by either company but especially by sony has been completely arbitrary you go and look at the reasons why they took cyberpunk off the store and like Everyone only ever speaks in generalities, even recommending the you know, console people want that people 
excuse me, the console that Sony are recommending people play the game on. It's all in general terms. There's no terminology out there where Sony folded their arms and say, sorry, it has to average 28 frames a second between gameplay and cinematic. Like, so if you're going to take it off for arbitrary reasons, of course it's going to come back on for arbitrary reasons. I'm sorry, if we yeah. were going to wait till this game didn't dip below 30, A, that's not going to happen, and B, at the end of the day, that's unfair on CD Projekt Red because guess what? Plenty of games run like shit on the PlayStation Show. You've probably already played most of them. Go and fucking play an un unpatched copy of Just Cause 3 and tell me that frame rates don't reach 15 frames a second on big AAA games that never got taken off the PlayStation Store. So I'm sorry, you take it off for arbitrary reasons, you take it back, and then it's going to get put back on for arbitrary reasons. It had to eventually. No one was going to be happy. This is a great YouTuber bait. I get it. Everyone can you know, make a YouTube <laughs> video, get the thumbnail and titles ready. They can pretend to be angry about it despite the fact that it doesn't bother them or anyone else really in the slightest because at the end of the day, what if what has changed? Someone has now got the option to buy something they still don't have to buy. Who does this affect negatively? No one. So shut the fuck up. Like who cares? I think <laughs> the interesting. I think for me, the in, the only reason that there's any slight interest here is because to remove it from the store um, was to say, uh, like as, as you said, you can absolutely buy it in third party anywhere you like. But to remove it from the store was to say we don't support this no, in our store no, because that's it has the misconception. That's the misconception. No, but to I, remove, no, no, but that's, the, I don't to remove it from the store was to say, hey, we're Sony, we're PlayStation, we're so far behind on our storefronts that we don't have a refund policy. We don't offer refunds for any product at all. We will not offer refunds for something we still actively sell. So therefore, if we're going to offer refunds, we're not going to sell it. But I, I don't think they can get away still from the idea of it is. It's basically saying it's not ready to be sold. No, because it because yeah. it could justify a no, refund. No, because you know, so you know, cause you, I suppose they're hey, saying. Jonesy, could be, do you know? Do you know? Do you know what Sony did weeks before it got put on the PlayStation Store? They approved it. Of course, that's why. Yeah, course so yeah, that's why it's on store shelves. You that's then, why our patches are still being pushed. Every single patch that Cyberpunk has pushed. That that's has, a little no, bit. Every single patch that Cyberpunk has been pushed that has been delivered to people who already own the games was approved by Sony. Please don't try and spin this as Sony or PlayStation trying to protect people from a game that is being sold no, to no, no, in not the first place because they let it. Not not protect not protect people. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is is that to take it from the store is for whatever reason, like and and it is to protect themselves. Let's be honest, is to say it's not ready. As far as they're concerned, they could what, be but, asking sorry, but, a but, refund. What standards is it not ready? Why is Life of Black Tiger well, still for sale? <clears throat> For whatever reason, it's arbitrary. It's arbitrary. The only reason they've held it to different standards to any other broken piece of shit game that's ever been put on the PlayStation Store was because CD Projekt Red themselves opened the floodgates by putting out messaging that suggested that people would be able to get refunds when they bought it on the PlayStation Store when Sony themselves did not have a refund policy. Sony were on the back foot, had to create a temporary refund policy applied to one game only and they refused to sell that game while that refund policy was in place. That's why, surprise, surprise, the games are coming back onto storefronts, and it's the same thing with Microsoft. The temporary refund policies are also going away at the same time because they wouldn't do the so at the same Like, don't, like, yeah. this is not for the sake of the so, consumers. This was them protecting themselves. Yeah. If it was done for the no, sake of consumers, I agree it's not for the sake of consumers. Fellas, 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 there is a lot of hypocrisy when it comes to PlayStation and their store decisions. Just a quick thing that officially unofficially i i'd assume jamie is completely correct in this but officially they playstation has not said anything to that effect uh recently jim ryan 
who's the CEO of uh, PlayStation, did come out with a quote saying that for them to remove Cyberpunk from their storefront was a tough decision for them to make. But ultimately, so this is the quote now, ultimately we had to act in the interests of the PlayStation community and not knowingly sell a game that might result in a bad experience for them. So that's their official yeah. line. Can I, can but I Jamie, make, you are correct I... in saying that there are a number of games oh, yeah. that would fit I don't, that. Well, to be, all due respect, respect, I don't, I don't to think... Jim Ryan, but, with all, but I have to also point out, this would be the second time we point out that Jim Ryan has lied in this, in this podcast <laughs> alone. Because Jim in Ryan was alone, also yeah. Mr. quote-unquote, we believe in generations. Yeah. So PlayStation I, I think... will say whatever the fuck they need to. I... I... <laughs> I don't, I'm not saying that Jay, Jamie, you're not right in in some aspects of what you're saying, but I do think that I do think two things can kind of be true at the same time. Like, so for example, you can have it that um, Sony weren't just looking out for their consumers by removing it from the store, but you can also it can also be true that the bad publicity around Cyberpunk and the removal of it from their store was them effectively saying because of the what's gone on because of the marketing because of the fact that this game is not what it said it was going to be by removing it from the store we're acknowledging the fact that we don't think it's ready for playstation the um playstation 4 base model the fact that that isn't the reason that they removed it let's be serious if there was no backlash if there's no refunds they, i think it would then, have been a different but then, situation. then you have the contradictory problem that the reason it got removed on the store to begin with was because it was approved from the store to begin with yeah. You do, but you've also, but then you've got to tie in the fact that when the when Cyberpunk released, they I, I can't remember if it was them specifically who said it, but there was the um, I, I don't, it wasn't leaked; it was actually out like uh, released by um, uh, CD Projekt Red, where they had that meeting and they said that they told Sony that the version they saw wasn't the finished version and that the patches would make it. I don't think they said it would yeah, make but, it like, okay. playable, but they said it was. They said yeah, they, they still every single patch, the day zero patch, the day one yeah, patch, of course, every single did. patch individually also gets approved by Sony. Do you think there was someone at Sony who was in the process of approving the quote unquote day one patch who got on the phone to Jim Ryan and said CD Projekt Red lied in that meeting when they said the day one patch would uh, would solve all these problems? We have to pull this game off the store. No. Sony had never like, no, followed the high profile the, um, the store like that. In the, in the history of, you have to look at why is Sony and, or PlayStation doing something they've never done before with, in pulling the store off the game? It's because they did something else they've never done before in offering refunds for the game. That's for me the sole reason this exists. Yeah, I, I don't know. I find it weird that you that you think there has to be one, there's only one reason to do something. I, I do, I well, think Because I, I think Sony have set a 20 plus year precedent of not pulling games off their storefront for either A, like poor marketing or incorrect marketing messaging, or B, poor performance. They've never done that. In well, I don't, like, point, I, tell me one I don't think this has ever happened. But I mean, this has never happened before. You've never had a game which sold, which did 8 million sales, 8 million pounds or dollars worth of sales before it even released, got released to worldwide acclaim, was given like almost 100 out of 100 by some of the biggest reviewers out there, and then came out and was broken and didn't work. Like, I, you're talking about things that are unprecedented but, by saying, well, they've never done it before. This has never happened. You're talking about things before, that aren't connected. How could they possibly be connected? You, it's you, completely you know, connected. What you think critical reviews of the of the pc version of the game that were positive influenced sony's decision to allow the the playstation version of the game to be sold to consumers i think it all had a massive impact on what happened with cyberpunk i don't think you can take away one thing and say because for example let's say all the let's say that the reviews came out and it was like 50s across the board this game is broken we couldn't even play the console version there's loads of problems because the pc version had loads of problems don't like it wasn't a fine mm -hmm. game i think that would have made it a why, different sort of why 
I think it would have made it different. Why did for, for did Sony. Xbox pull the game from sale? No, but it wasn't that because they had like a um, I'm, I, because it well, I don't think the situation was quite the same as them, right? Well, they're they, not as bad. They stuck with the refund policy, which with I think refunds, is coming up to end bad. now. But this is, what I, this is what I was saying. I don't think it's one thing. I don't think it's refunds, consumers. I think it's, I think it's a mixture of things. And two things can, no, can sorry, no, but what, help sorry, each other as well. Did, did you think, do you, why do you think Xbox didn't pull it from sale? Because I, I thought the refund policy with, that they had was better than the one that, right. that, that the fact that Sony... So then if existed. I went and suggested that if Sony had never allowed refunds on CD Projekt Red, that they would never have taken it off sale, do you agree with that hypothesis? Sorry, so if Sony, if Sony never... did not fold and allow refunds to be like people to refund their copy of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven that was bought from the PlayStation Store, they would never have taken it off the PlayStation Store. That's my hypothesis. Yeah, yeah, no, you're probably right. You're probably right. Okay, in the, if in that situation, I think if you agree yeah. with that, um, and fundamentally you agree with me. I think we're just there's a few other nuances. No, because because no, because you, well, you, you, no, you, you mean you're doing the say, usual Jamie and no, Jonesy no, thing of that, that, just that, continuing that, to argue cru- when you don't need to carry cru- on the, the argument. That's the crux of my point. My, the crux of my point is the single most important variable that influenced Sony's decision to remove Cyberpunk 2077 from the PlayStation Store was their decision to allow refunds. For copies of Cyberpunk 2077. I, I think you're right. I think that was okay. the biggest variable for sure. I agree with you there. But no, like um, I, but like I'm saying, I don't think you can, I think one has to be, um, I don't think one has to stop the other. Like you can absolutely have a situation where you get the refund policy thing, and then you say our fan, like PlayStation fans, are really not happy. But but I think they've got into themselves, and and this I think informs what's happened now. Right, is that even though you're right, I think the main variable is the refunds. They've now reached a point where putting it back on the store. Um, does it kind of does away with the refund thing? It kind of tacitly implies that it is ready for the PlayStation. No, well, that's where I go back to my, again my personal belief that the decision to take it off was arbitrary and was never to benefit the consumer at the end of the day, and the decision right. to put it back on is all as a result had to be arbitrary and wouldn't benefit the consumer either. Because again, like the, when it's also vague and generic, there isn't like you cannot physically hold Cyberpunk 2077 to any standard. You can't say it has to hit a certain frame rate because other games don't. You can't say it has to not crash a certain amount of times because, again, other games might crash more. You can't say it has to live up to the way certain marketing material. Like, those are just level... Those are things you can't hold, like, CD Projekt Red accountable yeah. to at this yeah, point because yeah. we can... Like, this isn't... Un- you yeah. can just point to another exactly, company and go, yeah, well, they've done exactly. it and no one and can that's, play. And that's why it's so difficult, yeah, yeah. you know? And that's, you know... I, I I will say the one thing for me that jumped out with um the the store and why I think the store thing is a little bit different and why they can <coughs> say um don't buy it because they are saying don't buy it on the PlayStation Four they're still yeah. saying don't buy it on the PlayStation Which, Four yeah, probably but one probably of the right right based on what we've seen that's yeah, oh absolutely yeah I mean you because you haven't even just because the frame rates have been notched like yeah. notched up a bit you've still got all the other issues that you still got with the game Jesus. like the this textures game, and yeah. the yeah, but this, so I will mention one thing that we didn't talk about, and that is a big deal of of for um I think for S- Sony is because you said like you said if you want to play Cyberpunk, go buy Cyberpunk. But of course, they launched a digital only version of the PlayStation Five, in which case you can't go and buy Cyberpunk. You cannot play that um, that game unless you get it through the PlayStation Store. So you've got millions of people that bought PlayStation Fives digital only versions who have never played Cyberpunk cannot play it and arguably they could play the best version of the cons of console releases of cyberpunk but they can't play it so sony have got a position now whereby they they don't probably want to 
put it back for sale in the store. You could let other people buy from third parties and not have to deal with the refund issue, but you've just cut off millions of your um, your uh, PlayStation 5 digital owners mm. who now can't buy a game, but it's still a 60 frame. I, I think you guys are missing the main, the main <laughs> point here. But besides just arguing for 20 minutes like you do. I don't even um, think we're really arguing. I think we're just talking about does, it. That, that makes it even worse. <laughs> but we weren't arguing. Because where's, we the, where's the value the in spending 20 minutes on it if you we're actually out the, have the same out the issues. opinion? Oh, my God. Anyway, the thing that you are missing out on is who is <laughs> still Jamie buying Cyberpunk? So, so, Who's see, still I, buying I, Cyberpunk after so all I'll tell of you, this? I'll tell you, millions of people that own the PlayStation 5 digital version. Hold on. Millions. First of all, mi- I don't know if well, there's well, a million, 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 million Every single million PlayStation people. 5. Yeah, but even a million would be like one in every seven or eight PlayStation 5 owners. That's a crazy number. No, I, I, I was looking for the figures, but, but hang I don't on, but, know so how many if people you, um, the, dig, the digital version. So is the way, there'll be cause, some. Cause all, there is no PlayStation 5 version of the game, though. So any own person who owns no. a PlayStation 5 yeah. could go and buy a yeah. physical PlayStation 4 game, and they're still playing it. So yeah. how are there people waiting to play it? No, because what Jonesy's saying is, the people who own the digital PlayStation digital... Five, people who own it, oh, so people who own a digital only PlayStation Five, yeah, and yeah, really, would only how can really buy it want, through the PlayStation really Store? And really want to play Cyberpunk twenty sixty seven? They really oh, okay. want it, but this dude, is what I'm saying, I, dude. Eight million people bought it before release and release, and the vast majority of people did not refund that game. So you, can, yeah, but we also can, that eight million number was like seventy percent PC, seventy percent PC. Yeah, then we're talking about also a you, you forget the, the apathy only being sold millions of times, and you talk about the percentage of those consoles which were for di- the digital version of the PlayStation Five, which is again oh. much smaller. I, and yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't like I said I couldn't find the actual stats for how many. But I also, think it was Jonesy. Don't don't ever dismiss the power the. The power, the strength of apathy, my friend. Yeah. Well, also, <laughs> well, we are fair. also talking about exclusively about people whose interest in buying Cyberpunk 2077 only arised, uh, uh, arose, 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 yeah, arose after the game got taken off stores. Oh, he got idiots. Sorry. So, <laughs> so there were there were nine million or so um, PlayStation Five sold to date, um, just below nine million. So. Ratio I, mean, I have no idea how many. Yeah, I, I don't. I think it's probably like 25% or something like that. Okay, so, so okay, make it easy. So you probably taught saying that there's about 2 million digital versions knocking about, um, in which case, if half the people who own them said, you know what, I, I actually would like Lars to say Technica reported could do anywhere, anywhere from 13 to 33% for, uh, 13 based on different GameStop pre-orders. So first all left she could 25%. be talking... You could be talking two million people that haven't ever had the chance to 20, play it. Who would 20, be up 20% for percent the most common ratio. Yeah. But, okay. but this is what I'm saying. And, and Jamie kind of <laughs> probably said it more eloquently than I could say it. But if you're buying Cyberpunk now on a console, yeah, like, after I don't know if you heard that. The, the, the idea why you wouldn't wait for without, the, you wait without for the, the next, next gen, gen version. Yeah, yeah, without the next gen patch. Because yeah. I'm would not be saying odd. it's a bad game. It's not a bad game. It's a good game. But you need to have that next gen patch because otherwise it's not. It's not a good game. Has, have wonder. any of you guys? Not how much? Because I obviously avoid them like the plague. Have either of you guys watched those YouTuber YouTubers making videos about this topic yet? Because I'm just curious no, it's so, where it's, their anger is. Directed. It's so cringe, dude. Yeah, if there is any anger, actually, just that might just be though. me being I a actually, dick and assuming. Do you know what? I, just, I, I think I've people aren't covering it. it anymore. I, I think it's you know what it is. Those YouTuber people that you're talking about are slaves to the algorithm. <laughs> And the algorithm doesn't give a shit about cyberpunk anymore, so See, they're not covering it. I've just looked up. So one I must admit, channel, like, and he has not covered it. 
Um, so when it when I heard the news, I actually read it. I didn't see it on YouTube. I read the story, and I did think to me, I thought it was interesting because in, because to me it was like, oh, that is. I'm not saying it's the only reason. Not saying it's the main reason, but to me that is Sony saying, oh, Cyberpunk has reached a point whereby we feel happy selling it on the store and that would and that's the only reason i wanted to talk about it because because i thought that was interesting it is um 40 quid right now on the uh on the store oh, it's not a bad price for uh, a good so game you, you can buy it for for 40 pounds on the playstation store right now if you're Just if, you, if you're in a playstation 5 and you want to play a good <laughs> action rpg that's a good price i'd say with yeah. Yeah. With a, because this is the thing that always gets me. Because we've even said it here. Oh, well, if you play it on the PC, or if you play it on, it's fine. It's not fine. It is not fine. It has a lot of bugs, a lot of problems. It's on it's a every coin flip. It, no, no, hold on. It's a coin flip if it's fine or not. Well, I'll, like no, I told isn't. you, like I told you, even on my thirty, uh, my ten sixty, it's fine. Yeah, I think I, I, you, I, swear to I God, think you fine. put your rose tinted glasses on no. and you were going, oh, this looks absolutely incredible. No, because no, look, dude, I'm not, I'm so not, I'm not running it with fucking ray tracing and and at fucking 4K with HDR. No, but the bugs, the not. bugs, the game bugs, like the uh, the the issues with the mission stuff, the issue with the T posing. Can, can the, I tell the you AI, something? The, all of that. Stuff I haven't I haven't present. come across any T posing. The AI, obviously, the inherent issue in the game where yeah. the cops AI etc. That's going to be across the board, so that I'm not counting that. But other than that, the the bugs that I have encountered have been so minimal that I would say it's probably on par with any other release Bethesda that has game. a few bugs. Mm. Like I'll tell you what, I've probably had a buggier time with Skyrim and Fallout than I did with Cyberpunk. Personally, me- but that's what I'm saying. It's coin flip. It's a coin flip. Whether like I don't I don't understand how it's a coin flip. But right. it is a coin because it's all Maybe. the same builds, right? I mean, okay. uh, I can uh, let you guys know that one of the top minds on YouTube has referred to it as still a huge buggy mess. Who's the I've, top? Who's the top? Mind? One of the top minds on YouTube. One of the. Top. Although to be honest, I prefer to find his musings on Parlor nowadays. If I would. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's your um, clue. <laughs> yeah. So Fucking I, hell. I, I wanted to. Uh, like I've only played it on uh, PlayStation Five, um, and it for me it wasn't it wasn't the issue of like big bugs. I mean, there were big bugs, but it wasn't the big bugs that really caused me the most problems. It was just the number of small bugs, and they were relentless. And I think I told you guys at the time the first sort of five or six times I finished playing the game, I stopped playing not because I decided to stop playing Cyberpunk, because the game crashed and I had to stop playing Cyberpunk. And I was like, do you know what? I think I'm done anyway right now. Wow. So I I turned it off. You, you don't get it, Jonesy. That's a feature. It's what Jamie was saying, okay, with um, Ratchet and Clank. Because <laughs> everything is so seamless you, and there's no loading screens, you don't know when to stop playing the game. So this is CD Projekt Red kind of giving you the opportunity to say, you know, like if you play a Nintendo game and you play for an hour and a little message pops up saying, hey, you've been playing for a while. This is CD Projekt Red's version. It just fucking crashes the game. Take a break, bitch. Mate, we're, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. We're st- I'm still waiting for the golden... That's not going to happen, is it? The golden quarter, Q4 of 2021, this very year, when the next-gen version drops. I, I, uh, I don't know what you could possibly can, expect Can I give you a, a... Yeah. Everything is you, all right with the world. Can I give you a glimpse into my crystal balls? <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, that next-gen patch, not going to come the, out the, the, the other yeah, thing is, Jonesy, you've, lit, you've got a 3070 Ti. Like you've got a version of the game I said earlier. that will look and run better than any next gen patch could ever possibly just play it. 
Which is why, yeah, which is why when I got that card, I was like... Do, do you know what, my, what my plan is? Is uh, the, 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 My current thinking is, and I'm just waiting for the right time, I'm going to start it and finish it uh, without telling you guys, and then I'm going to come on the podcast one day and be like, I've just played the entirety of Cyberpunk. Because I've still, I've yeah. never played a second of that game. Not a single second. Oh, I would love, I would love it if we did a spoiler cast for the I Patreons. I would love it if, if we I beat them. I would love it. If we did that and we actually all sat down and we talked about uh, Cyberpunk. Yeah, but then, but then we have to play Cyberpunk and finish it. Some, but listen, but don't, I, I, the worst thing about Cyberpunk is you, you feel like you're talking about one of those really tetchy topics where you're trying to, where you have to constantly say, I'm not saying that, but I am saying this, but let me just say this. And I'm not yeah. saying it because you don't want people okay. to think you're an idiot. Because Cyberpunk is a damn good game. Like, it is a good so game. much of it, it is, is, f- is fantastic. But then it, it's like, it's like a friend who's the best friend and you love them to bits and it's Jamie and then he just does, he's such a great guy and then sometimes you're like, oh, that, no, I'm joking. Jamie's not <laughs> at all. Wow. But um, I, I, no, sometimes you know it is. Punk. It's, it's like, it's like a, a super sexy lady with our teeth. Well, <laughs> and she smiles at but then, you. But like, then oh. that has its own benefits and I don't know if cyberpunk's bugs necessarily do. Oh, yeah. I, I, I do oh, have wow. an idea. Anyway. What if we started oh, a movement, on, or maybe even a cult, if you will, and we'll be the first three members, mm. but we can invite other people to join, where sure. this year, 2021, on the one-year anniversary of Cyberpunk 2077's release date, we pretend it's actually the day one. Like, we pretend the last year never happened because of COVID, and actually Cyberpunk 2077 will release in December 2021, and what the game wow. we play on that one-year anniversary is actually day one of the game, and we just pretend the last year never happened. And imagine like if it's still it. like buggy it. and it doesn't work very well and it's got like issues. As long as it moves us on to the next topic, I love that idea. Well, it's, it's funny you say that because I was going to say that that could almost be an invisible comeback. It can be hidden because you wouldn't even know it was a comeback because we'd be saying it was day mm. one. But do you know what else might be making a comeback? What might be making a comeback? It's dead, it's, de- it's dead space. Oh, well. Dead space? Dead space, you say? Yes. Um, Indeed, and I know nothing about this topic because someone else suggested it as something to talk about. So I'm well, going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to let one of you boys take the lead on this. It's, um, it's a, it's a quick one. Uh, <laughs> we'll, do, we'll just do the, the, the boring stuff, and then there's a bit of speculatory fun, I guess, we could have. But essentially, the rumors stemmed from the fact that obviously EA are doing their what would be their E3 stuff next month in July, uh, July 22nd, yeah. and one of the rumors going around was that EA Motive, who were the team who made Star Wars Squadrons, were working on a, um, a a new game within or maybe a reboot, reboot of an established IP um, and the person who originally leaked the, um, the who, or who made those claims and he's pretty you know reliable said that um, it would be an established IP that would quote unquote make people happy or something like that that's all he said so obviously that got people speculating um, and now uh, after a few more weeks has passed he gave another clue where he used the word dead I think he said something like, oh, we'll be really happy if we're not dead before then or something like that, which some people picked apart. And I think then it was Eurogamer who got on top of it and were like, it seems like he's uh, hinting at dead space and more or less, yes, we believe this is true. So long story short, EA Motive, who were kind of that weird floaty EA studio that were helping (laughs) other people make stuff for a long time, may well be working on a reimagining of the Dead Space series, which... Could or could be not. Confirmed confirmed rumour. Confirmed rumour. The other thing that's wrinkle in this is that this may not even be at the July thing. This might just be something that's being made regardless. So who knows? But I guess it does open up a little bit of room to say, 
I, I mean, I'll, I'll, if I kick things off by saying, probably yeah. makes more space than dead, more sense than Dead Space Four, based on <laughs> what happened with Dead Space Three, and you know, we don't really need to dig up that corpse and fuck it, but we all know the story <laughs> there. Um, wow. What would a re- what, what would a reimagining look like, though? I guess because you'd have to, I guess, go for new character, new ship, and then is it yeah. is it just another well, we... like one man on a ship again? But like, how? Have we you did seen? We did mention yes, yeah. We did mention this in like, what, maybe two or three podcasts back when I can't remember what the topic was, but we were talking about like, what would we want from another dead space? Mm. Maybe it was when we were kind of speculating what we'd like to see at E3. And we were saying, would you go the dead space four route, bring back Isaac? Or I think, I think we had all settled on a new story within the dead space universe, mm. as it right. were. And I, th- I, I think that's exactly what they're going to do. I think you cannot, you cannot do it. Who um, was a visceral, right? It was visceral, yeah. Yeah, you you can't do an Isaac story in Dead Space without visceral. It it's blasphemous. So yeah. I, I think they'll and they don't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I think they'll do themselves they're, they're a favor to them, you know, a favor to themselves, and say we're not going to fuck with that with fucking gamers with a G and internet culture and we're just going to say hey you like Dead Space we like Dead Space here's another story don't worry never mind those visceral guys it's alright it's fine that'd make all the sense in the world like to me yeah. that, that would make so much sense to just take that universe take that idea and just push out another story and yeah because because then you can change things and you can do stuff without messing with the lore and without yeah. cause especially if you try and go back in time and you try and do something you know to try and slot a story in it just gets messy so why bother like Guys, I hope you are ready for a Dead Space skin of Star Wars Squadrons. Oh, I don't know what you were saying. Cu- coming this I winter. I did think it. Like, I did you know, think crazy that. things have happened. And the, the other thing that did, <laughs> EA, not necessarily, but other big studios and publishers have had a bad history of in the past is like sometimes good names are just good names because they, you know, they sound good, but also because they have some kind of inherent appeal already. And you get jobs like Prey, which is just like. Prey went from a game that was like some like Cherokee dude got abducted by aliens oh, yeah. in a bar and yeah, like bounty yeah, hunter yeah, yeah. and and that then you know ended up being a psychological horror game about you know creatures that could mimic things in your environment and what's real and what's not and like so could EA just lift the name Dead Space and use it to make like a a generic you know action game with some kind of alien threat i don't know yeah because because that's what no. happened with prey right they <coughs> well, it was um, prey there was prey the cancelled prey 2 and then there was prey i believe that yeah so so that the latest prey yeah i seem to recall like it might have been a no clip documentary where the pre, the latest prey wasn't a prey game yes and they made this an arcane made this prototype and they showed it off to uh, Bethesda, and Bethesda were like, "That that could be a prey game. Mm. If you rejig a few elements, that could be a prey yeah. game." I think one of them, one of the so, guys, even said at one point, didn't they? Like that, hey, like prey is just a good name, it's just a good name for a game, yeah. and it's something we already own and that people already recognize. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost like a super show, you know. It's kind of mad how often people, uh, you know, games get reskinned, they rejig ideas, they move things around. I mean, some people might call it a bit of a conspiracy. And with that, I think we should move on to the uh, the biggest story of this last week. Move over, Jamie, the king of the segues this year. Wow. 
because we need to talk about something uh, that took the gaming world by storm for apparent. Well, I'm not going to say for no reason because there were some reasons, and it was it did get a little bit kind of exciting is the wrong word. I don't know. I like to put my tinfoil hat on sometimes, as people know, but. It's not that often that Jamie does as well. And he even bought into this a little bit. I'm not just going to say it was because because um, uh, some of well-known people in gaming did as well. But, of course, I'm talking about um, the Blue Box Games conspiracy. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, I'll give you a quick rundown about what the conspiracy is about, and then we'll get into it um, and talk about some of the things, I suppose, that have fed into it, that have made people believe this. So Blue Box Games were making a game called Abandoned. Um, which is not weird in any way, shape, or form. No, okay. They are making a game. Oh, sorry. Called they are making a game yeah. called Abandoned, um, which shouldn't be that surprising, right? They're a smallish dev company who've come out, are going to make a new game. It was going to go onto the PlayStation. Um, but then there was some sort of slightly weird goings on that made people think that rather than just <coughs> being a run of the mill game coming to PlayStation, it was in fact um, a. I said, I don't know what you'd call What do you call it when someone writes a book and they use a different name? That, that oh, ghost. ghost. It was, it was kind of like a ghost game ugh, made by the one and only Hideo Kojima um, and that it was, in fact, a new Silent Hills project. Um, and this has been going on for quite some time, but the, the conspiracy got a little bit more oomph in the past week because uh, some other things that have happened. But Jamie is the go-to expert oh, yeah, on this, uh, this juicy conspiracy. So I'm going to let... Before I butcher what, what happened... Well, I mean, I, I'm actually... I, trust me, I'm not that more much more literate on it than, than you are. I just... I, I made... Uh, to be, I don't think many people are because it's not true. Well, but, yeah, but, we'll but also, yeah, like with a lot of Reddit detective shit, everything just kind of got blew, blew up and went got all scattershot really quickly. Um, and it's because people are bored, right? Honestly, you know, I think you're right, Chris. <laughs> I, like, and and because conspiracy is always a rabbit hole, right? Like you start and then you go down, and everything else starts falling into place. And what the fuck just happened on your camera? Wow. Hey, Chris, is that what happens when you hear about Hideo Kojima games? Yeah, you won't be able to hear the sound, but basically it's just going... Wow. For anyone that can't see that, Chris has got an erection. Um... <laughs> Joe, Joe, can, I get, can I, just before we... As to why people got so invested in this, it's probably because they were a bit let down with what they saw of Hideo Kojima at E3. Well, they... They wanted more. Maybe. But then also, people always could do this. Because Kojima's done fucked up things in the past, and I guess we should say for anyone that uh, 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 doesn't know, Kojima has done this exact same thing in the past, where he's created uh, fake game studios and fake game developers, you know, named individuals. So in one weird case, have even done interviews, um, albeit with their face yeah, covered in bandages, um, <laughs> as part of the sort of very strange backwards promotional cycles for his games. But Often, I will say, as a long-time Kojima follower slash fan, there is a lot more sort of, you know, there's a lot more to the the mystery and the conspiracies than there than there is to the actual reality of the situation. Um. Anyway, yeah. So should we hit should we hit a few other points that made people um believe? That uh, let's this do was it. A, uh... I, I think people good stuff. The, the best place to start, Jamie, is at the beginning. So. Talk about the abandoned trailer. Well, so the right? abandoned trailer hit the uh, the PlayStation YouTube channel, the official PlayStation YouTube channel, quite a while ago, wasn't it? Was it maybe March or April? 
because we discussed it on the it, podcast. Yeah, it yeah. must have been. Yeah, 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 yeah. we discussed yeah. it well before. And the, there were yeah. yeah, there were you know a few little sort of like jokes and rumors being thrown around then, just because everything about it looked strange, like it was getting fairly prominent, almost marquee placement on the PlayStation channel. They were a studio that didn't really seem to have much going on. Uh, no one could find out much about them. It was a game that itself looked very strange. If you looked at the trailer, almost like a kind of asset flip horror game, but with some you know, strange production values that sometimes look good and sometimes look shit. Um, <laughs> it was a bit of a mystery, but I, I think it's fair to say that everyone kind of, you know, let sleeping dogs lie right through April and May. Um, yeah. Yeah, it quieted down, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. They, were, they were just saying, oh, that's another Life of Black Tiger. Okay, Totally, totally. <laughs> you know, Sony have done weird shit before. Um, <laughs> part of this podcast has been about Sony doing weird shit. Um, I think, though, that... Uh, Something basically, it flared up again around a week ago, maybe even just a little bit more, around rumors that Abandoned was going to get its own PlayStation 5 app. Now, some of the terminology here sounds very strange because I we don't still don't even really know yeah. what it means. That would let players run the game's trailers in real time on the PlayStation 5. Now, this caught a lot of people's eye because, I mean that's something that us three and i'm sure most of the people listening to have never heard of before so why would this you know, yeah why would this completely unique feature be offered to and trialed by this indie developer with this mysterious game that no one knows anything about it was a curiously specific thing to do for sony to um when it, for a non-first party studio working on a game that no one's ever heard of um, so people started digging and that's when you get into the the meat of the the, the laundry list of sort of things that could be considered parts of the conspiracy theories. Um, so some of it revolves around the game itself. We talked about that trailer. There's a point in the trailer, for example, where if you pause at the right time code, there is a tree that is covering up a bit of graffiti and the two letters covered are PT, which is, of course, the sort of promotional video game that was made for Silent Hills when uh, Hideo Kojima was still at Konami. Uh, there's uh, the uh, one of the leading or the only real sort of face of the company, which Blue Box Studios, a guy called Hassan Karaman. I hope I'm uh, pronouncing that right. Um, he, don't worry, you're not going to offend him. He doesn't exist. Well, that, so that's the th that's the thing. He does, but there were people who uh, no. Okay, so exist. well, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. Ooh, maybe he he, he was something of a mystery himself uh, for a little while, mainly because his name. Uh, for if you go to Google and Google Translate and go uh, Hideo from Japanese to Turkish, the translation is Karaman, which is his surname. And I think um, Hassan means like uh, young and good looking or something like that. So it's like that was a very strange uh, coincidence. Uh, shall we say? Then people started looking into a little bit more into him and into Blue Box Studios. There was the fact that Blue Box Studios have a very sketchy at best history when it comes to game development, sort of unfinished early access games, games that uh, had Kickstarters, but those Kickstarters weren't finished. And then those Kickstarters, were, one particular Kickstarter, for example, was closed early. And then they claimed that they had been approached by private investors to fund the game, although that game never reared its head again. Uh, the employees that they claimed to have didn't really seem to exist. Their pictures on websites like LinkedIn were stock pictures. Uh, they didn't seem to have any trade saved trademarks that they owned, despite the fact that they were making and developing, you know, what appeared to be a game that Sony were involved in. Then you kind of got into the territory Chris and I were discussing before, where people maybe a little bit of a reach, but it's still in Kojima territory. <laughs> One example was the trailer for Death Stranding Director's Cut, which, as we said earlier, debuted at Jeff Keighley's Summer Games Fest uh, 
just about a week ago. Um, uh, two, uh, I, f- I can't even fucking remember what is time. Um, there's a strange <laughs> sequence in in that trailer where Norman Reedus's character picks up a box, one of the sort of iconic trademark almost Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid, yeah, star boxes that's filled with oranges. He then inverts the box upside down, and all the oranges fall out. What is the inversion of orange on sort of a color spectrum? It's blue, so he's inverted the box and now it points to blue blue box even blue box itself bb what is the bridge baby uh, shortened to in death stranding it's bb you look at the bridge uh, the blue box uh, game studios logo it's kind of this very simple design where it's sort of a, a, a black and white motif with a box around it it's actually the exact same uh, look and proportions of the playstation studios logo just with the black and white colors inverted from one another um there are weird tweets that they made put out. There were, there were a bunch of tweets. Yeah, as well. so they put out tweets themselves. One, this is the stupidest thing they could have ever possibly done. But they basically said that they implied that the game wasn't actually called Abandoned, and that the real name had something to do with like beginning with S and ending with L. So or, or something like that. So people people were like, oh, well, Silent Hill, right? Like, but yeah. then, but then they released a tweet that said like, oh no, that was a mistake. Yeah. Like, it was just a bad joke and this that other. Basically, people people saying, "Oh, look, it is a fucking Kojima Silent Hills thing," and then they kind of say, "Oh no, it was a joke." And yeah, oh sorry. Uh, we we could go. <laughs> I could. This section that we're on at the moment could honestly last like another ten minutes. There, are, I just recommend going to look it up. There's one kind of like master post, if you will, on 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 Reddit. Um, yeah, the subreddit itself is r slash the blue box conspiracy. <coughs> But some of it is mental, some of it seems like a coincidence, some of it is just utterly bizarre. But needless to say, there's a lot of weird shit going on there, enough for people to fully get on board with this conspiracy theory, apparently. Thousands of people. Yeah, so so there, there was an actual interview with the quote-unquote head of the studio, which is the uh, the Turkish dude, Hassan Karaman, yeah. um, as a real person, doing a real interview. But hey, who's to say that's not an actor? Right. Uh, we've mentioned it before, but Kojima, in the lead up to um, uh, the Phantom Pain, Metal Gear Solid Five, the Phantom Pain, there was a studio called Moby Dick Studios that was releasing a game called The Phantom Pain, and there was an interview with someone who, as it turned out, was just a render from the Fox Engine. But was his name like Wacky Mogren or something like that? Yeah, something like as kind of fucking weird. And he, and he in the thing, he's like, no, you can call me Ishmael or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's like dead giveaway. But then even even like Kojima's got a history of fucking with people, even going back to uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 and the trailer where the events of the game were rendered with um, Snake instead of Raiden. Totally. Right? So, you, you know, even to some of the gameplay stuff would say like Psycho Mantis and how he can fuck with you that way and blah, 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 looking at your save files and your PlayStation saving, save cart. Yeah, loads of people are kind of like saying, is this a Kojima theory? Loads of um, uh, fucking loads of industry people have also been saying, throwing their weight behind some of the conspiracies, Jason Trier, um, Jeff Grubb, yeah, you know, all uh, kind of going one Ram, way or the Ram other. Rami Ishmael. I think everyone's... another one who was like fairly early on in like yeah. trying to... He was one of the people that basically went through the Dutch courts to prove that Hassan Karaman was real. And like that, couldn't be a fake yeah. person. Yeah, I, you know, it, it, it's a question now, I guess, of 
which side of the fence do we fall on? Um, yeah. <laughs> I think it's all of this stuff, though. Like, it's, I think it is very exciting. Like, because you can, you can put it all together and you can say how it's, you know, oh, you can take the name and you can take the logo and you can do all of it. But at the end of the, I don't know, you, you put the fact that Hideo Kojima is, it would not be surprising if he did something like this. And then you say, look at all these things that make it sound like he, that this is a conspiracy. But I don't know, for me, I think a lot of it is numerology, right? It's where you go looking for numbers and you go looking for yeah. things. And if you look at a company, a group of people, you look at like however, however, however long Blue Box Game Studios have existed, like five years, six years, whatever it is. If you go looking at everything anyone's done and LinkedIn profiles, you're going to be able to find things that you can make look like other things. It's almost like a, like flat earthers don't just come out of nowhere. <laughs> you know, people with the Bible conspiracy people don't come out of nowhere. You can look at certain, you can put certain patterns into things that give you amazing things and oh, you can, you, a conspiracy It's, it's like that Jim Carrey film, the number 23. Number 23. This ex yes, exactly. It's that kind of thing. <laughs> and I don't know, for me, having looked at some of it, it is it is hilarious. Like the name thing is great. Like the fact that the guy's name, Hassan Karaman, is Hideo. You know that's cool. I'm not going to lie. But it, but it's not Hideo. This this is the misconception. No, it is. I I did it when we were doing no, no. it. It literally is. It is, but it isn't because Hideo means hero. Yeah. Karaman means hero. So it's almost like you're bypassing ah, a certain thing, saying. right? It's not. It's not saying that like Chris is oh, Jonesy. Right. It's saying Chris means hero, Jonesy means hero. So Therefore, the they're the same very name. Very good point. Uh, interesting point. I didn't realize that. I just Google, I just did Google Translate and it said, oh, yeah, they mean the same thing. But yeah. now that's a good clarification. And then you get to, when you get to like the oranges and you flip the box over and orange <laughs> is the opposite on the color spectrum to blue, it's like, come on, man. You know, if, you join, if you'd have literally got the RGB it's a, it's number a bit, it's a bit of the oranges. In, yeah, it's it a bit winky, isn't it? It's like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, and, and I think it's, I, again, I think a lot of it is bred out of the fact that people want Hideo Kojima to be making something really awesome in the background and they don't want the only thing to be a kind of a director's cut of Death Stranding where they throw in some um, uh, Metal Gear Solid elements because people were a bit, you know, underwhelmed by Death Stranding and they don't know what his next project's going to be. I, I don't know. I think it's... It, do you know what? I hope it is a conspiracy I mean, and that it is silent hills uh, it's not can, can can i wade into it and tell you what i think i right, can i add one more little thing before you do I, the other thing that has happened here definitely uh blue box game studios have exacerbated the situation by yeah. purposefully i think in a lot of cases using elements that they know like for example the hills on their youtube channel where they have no videos they have a banner which is just hills like why yeah like you've done that because you know people are going to look at it and say yeah like they haven't even like removed the tweets as far as i'm aware that kind of like hint <laughs> at something weird going on so it's like they clearly oh, that, they're happy that. to bait the attention and they'd be like oh no we didn't mean to like but how many times can you make that same and, and some, some of the some of some of the games journalists are also happy to kind of ride the coattails i think uh the one thing we did we did need to I mention as harsh. well though is that <laughs> The one thing we forgot to mention was that this studio is based in Amsterdam. Yes, which and that uh, yeah, Kojima Productions has been on the record as saying that there is a Amsterdam satellite studio that they had owned or own, run whatever yeah. it is. Uh, I'll I'll tell you my two cents worth. I think this is one hundred percent 
a Kojima thing. I don't think it's Silent Hills because obviously it can't be. It just flat out can't be. That relationship is dead and you just have to accept that it's dead. Um, but 100% a Kojima thing. And I'll tell you why, okay? Because I have very vivid memories of the whole, <laughs> the phantom pain. And everyone was like, ooh, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. And you know what? Looking at it in hindsight, you look at it and you say, of course it fucking was. And that's what I'm saying here. I'm throwing my hat in the ring and I'm saying it's a fucking Kojima thing and we're all idiots. Okay, can I come, can I come back on it? Because I'd looked up a few <laughs> things that, that kind of made me go the other way and, um, and pushed me further in the other direction. Like I already was in the other direction. If you go and look up Blue Box Games and you do a bit of digging, you can find them on, um, like, is it IndieDB? And you can find them posting stuff and you can find members of that uh, studio and stuff. And bit like they have three people who've like ever looked at their profile and they talk about making games. And you look, you can find on Steam games that they have started making that have then been passed over to another studio that are apparently trash. Like, you, do you know what I mean? It's, and if, if, you're, if it is Kojima and it ha- would have to have been... There are two possibilities. One is that it's been Kojima all along, Blue Box Game Studios, since 2015, 2016, wherever it is. Yeah. And he's had it on the back burner to utilise at some point in the future. In which case, I don't buy that because this game studio has been doing two weird stuff for the last five years. They just operate like a small indie game studio that are trying to make it. The other option is that they bought Blue Box Studios and everything yeah. kind of worked mm. and they put everything together. But then it kind of knocks out some of the coincidences. And I guess so, you, I guess then you do say why would a developer like Kojima buy a company? I, I don't that think has made like I don't think, I don't think you things. buy them. I just think you offer them a deal. I just think you offer them like you, right. you, you make some kind of agreement. You find an Amsterdam-based studio who are like indie developers who the, one of the dudes who works at the company whose initials happen to be HK, and you're like, well, let's just use them <laughs> as like a, a, th- a pass through, like for uh, for our promotional shit. I think that option's still on the table. I don't think they bought or anyone important owns Blue Box. I don't think Blue Box is like directly like involved with Kojima in terms of like I don't think this abandoned project is Silent Hills or I don't even know what people are trying to say. So you don't think that you don't think that Kojima focused at all? I think I th- no. I think the the closest thing I can come to accepting. Is what is what Jones no, no, no. just said that, no. that, 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 that there's a, a pass through that they that Kojima and and who, whoever he's working with on this project found Blue Box and were like we okay. can use this, but it's it's less about it's less about what you can accept and what you believe. What do you believe is happening here? If I had to be fully upfront, I think the thing I believe, and I believe it because it's the easiest thing to believe, is that it's all hot air. It's nonsense. Like the Hassan cameraman is an, is a real dude. A, a, that works for a very bad indie developer who has made you know a, a, a small handful of disastrous <coughs> projects that most of which didn't get off the ground for various reasons that has stumbled onto attention that he didn't know that he was going to get but was given a handful of months to very cleverly navigate and is continuing to do so now because it's just free press it's free promotion and I, there, there's a I part of me that thinks that that's for- like like almost like did Hassan upload the abandoned YouTube, like, export the abandoned trailer in March, read the YouTube comments and think of all this stuff? That in itself is now like another far-fetched story of like Hassan engineering or anyone engineering all these coincidences to create this 
Because what if it backfired? What if no one ever noticed? What if anyone? What if no one ever said shit? What if he slipped up in one of the any num number of places he could have slipped up, and the whole conspiracy collapsed in itself? Because the fundamental thing is, and this is one thing I do believe, the reason that you can't put it to bed yet is that if you want to read Jason Trier's article on Forbes, and for for uh, anyone wondering, Jason Trier has said to have had a one hour long interview with Hassan where he is comfortable verifying that Hassan is a real person and Blue Books is a, a real... Even then, like the answers Hassan gave Jason Schreier are complete bullshit. He claims that Sony approached them <laughs> after their Kickstarter. Their Kickstarter raised $207 out of a target of 12000 And he claims Sony approached them then? That was in 2015. He's not mentioning about any of the specifics of the Sony deal. He's not saying like what the what kind of contract they signed, what it was for, what they're being given, what they're doing for them. Um, he's uh, won't like none of the other employees who he claims work at Blue Box. He said there are as many as fifty people working on this game. None of them are being like talked about, made available for comment, made available for interview, anything. He said that there were up to seven support studios working on the game, but he'd only named two of them for some reason and yeah, the, and they mental. are both real but when you look them up and one of them has confirmed it's true like there's a, a company called Noire N U A R E I don't know how to pronounce it but like the dude who works there or maybe runs the company I don't know he's filmed himself saying hi I'm this dude from Noire and it's real we're working with Blue Box and Band you look at the shit they make I'm reading it from their website right now Marvel's Avengers <laughs> Halo Infinite Ghost of Tsushima The Last of Us Part 2 Death Stranding Destiny 2 Fortnite Spider-Man Days Gone what do these games have in common? They're the biggest fucking games on planet Earth. I.e., like <laughs> Hassan, who raised two hundred and seven dollars. But like, did he did he invest that in Bitcoin? And now he's outsourcing to these guys. Like, the, and also, and, and from the other thing, maybe they just don't want to. Maybe they're above it. I don't know. But why would Sony or Kojima or anyone just come out and say like, "Hey, nothing to do with us. Shut up." No one's saying anything. Why? Because because it because it is maybe. Maybe it is maybe, to do with maybe, them. Maybe, it's entirely it to is. do with them. I'm not saying. I love that Jamie uh, says that it's a lot all made up, and then he goes and lists the best reasons why yeah, it no, wouldn't no, be made no, up. No, I, no, I, I think that like the, in, if you're inverting the orange box from the director's cut trailer, I think you're reaching. But I think if you want to talk about oh, unanswered yeah. questions okay, right, right. and the fact that Hassan Karaman is a real dude in the same way Jesus Christ was a real dude, then then like. <laughs> then there's clearly inconsistencies here. Is he turning water to wine? I, I, I will, I will say this. I will say this. There's no reason that Blue Box Games cannot be an actual entity with, with our, a, a, and this Kojima conspiracy being true. It's a, They're not mutually exclusive. No one's taking anything off the table. Hassan right? Karaman could be an actual person. That doesn't mean that this conspiracy is not true. They're, again, they're not mutually exclusive, okay? But I'm telling you now, I'm telling you now, at the end of the year, when all of this fucking eventually comes to light, I'm going to be laughing. Because I'm going to be saying I. I think we're all going to be laughing. Fuckers. Whatever. You're not. You're you're gonna you're gonna be wheezing and coughing and attempting to. I mean, I might be dead by then. That's Catherine to be fair. Z that's that's fair. Video. That's fair. Yeah. Um. Uh, okay. I'm I'm nice. No, it's, it's all going to come out. A banner's going to come out. It's going to be like. Oh no! When is a banner supposed to be coming? They're out? already they're already missing the dates they're setting for their like trailers and stuff. As far as I. Um, ah, right. Yeah, because they were meant to have that app, and that app just hasn't. Yeah, they said they launched. Um, in which I suppose doesn't really. I think it was meant it. to launch on Friday. Yeah. On Friday, the, the day that this uh, podcast. The, yeah, there's about. still stuff okay. that was meant to be happening that hasn't happened. <coughs> the the message from I'm, I'm, Noire, one of the outsourcing studios, that was uh, posted yesterday at the time of recording. Right. 
This, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, no, it's, it's all true. It's, you, you know, it's not, you know, none, like of it's, none of it's true. None of it's true. It, it's like that fucking, it's like the trailer for The Force Awakens where Han Solo goes, it's true. All of it. It's about the Force. It's and true. Some, and there's something, uh, there'll be something else, which is the reason why they got picked up, which is why they're sort of being able to push this game. And it'll be something that, that isn't, tr- like we haven't heard about. It'll be something like, I don't, I don't even know, that they they got contacted through somebody who knew someone at Sony. And then it was like, oh, actually, this is a good idea. Let's, if we help them out, if we attach them to some people. I've got it. Give- I've got it. Oh, fuck. Why didn't <laughs> I see on. this before? Okay. This is what happened. Hassan Karaman was in a park and saw Hideo Kojima and Jim Ryan fighting. And so he licked his thumb and stuck it up both their asses. And they were so indebted to him because they, they knew that it was a fight to the death and only one can survive. But, you know, it's 50-50. It's a coin toss. He said, he said was, thank you for the thumb. Thank you for the thumb. Thank I was just looking at this Noire Studio Twitter and it's the stupidest thing ever. Like you look at their tweets and so clearly they've been doing some work for Elder Scrolls Online recently. So they've been posting pictures of right. like Frost Giant, copyright 2020s in MX Media. Frost Troll, copyright 2020s in MX Media. And then there's just, they just want, then on the 18th of June, they just tweeted out just a blue square, just a blue box emoji. And it's like shit like that is like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I, um, unfortunately, you know what they're boys, doing. You know what they're doing. It's going to have to remain a mystery for at least another week um, because I think it's probably about time. To I wrap sure, up this is so this, stupid. Uh, I, I literally had an argument. Well, not an argument, a discussion on the Discord the other day with one of uh, the our, our patrons saying how I didn't believe any of it anymore, and now we've had this fucking conversation. I'm like, well, what if it's true? <laughs> You believe I don't believe again. anything. How am I the one? How am I the one saying it's I don't believe it. it's I th- not true? I, I, I believe Can I tell you why? Nothing. Can I tell you why, Jonesy? Go on. Because the, the box of oranges has been inverted. I am now Be- you and you are now me. Because I was inverted. <laughs> Bullshit, no, you were It was really cool. Um, anyway, I think that there you go brings us to the end of the podcast thank you so much for joining us this week on the super show um you can contact us on youtube or twitter at super show pod you can drop us a comment underneath this video if you are on youtube or like i said you can tweet at us and we will try and tweet you back but i mean we're not that active on the twitter so there you go but well, that's my weekly reminder to check the twitter hold on chris Let is going to check it right now and then check it right now live <laughs> thank you for joining uh, us on uh podcast nothing. platforms nothing there you go or on youtube and indeed for listeners to listening to us wow on paisley radio uh paisleyradio.com if you'd like to join the podcast oh. you know head over there drop drop two dollars and you can get on our discord and you can have a chat to jamie about I all just, the conspiracies could that you, associated could, could with, you uh, put out a tweet a couple of weeks ago decided to give a, a just a, a cheeky little shout out to two books apparently that he had been recently enjoying the first one blue no the silent wife by karen slaughter and then there's a little short story called Full Throttle by Joe Hill. Like, why do they... they why do, Brilliant. Because uh, they know people like you will soak oh, it up. I want to give them my money already and I don't even know why. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, we need a code word for this week's podcast. For Thank you for the thumb. Thank you for the thumb. That is that is the code word. So if you made it to this far at this point, uh, yeah. Podcast, first of all, thumbs up the yeah, video. And now that has you know, a new meaning. Martin, Martin Ruffin so thank you for the video thumb. the other day, and it was a. This isn't like a dodgy porn thing. It was on YouTube, 
Um, oh, okay. It's like uh, an American, like you know, like wrestler style wrestler, not professional wrestler, but like actual traditional wrestling. Um, he's like yeah. this, like master dude who clearly has been in the game for a long time. Is talking to the camera and talking about wrestling, and he's kind of got like a rookie guy kind of sat behind him, like just listening. And he's talking about wrestling techniques and talks about how when they they're grappling, it's not uncommon for them to like grab so much of their thighs and their ass cheeks to basically get their finger like up the other. And it's against the rules, but apparently it happens all the time. And the whole time, the the video is slowly panning in on the face of this kid who's clearly like an amateur who's just on the verge, and he's listening to his trainer basically talk about yeah you you get your finger right up in that ring like it's 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 very good i'll send it to you guys after this appreciate it thank you very much um, <laughs> there you go and that finishes us off thank you for joining us and we that finishes us off that finishes the finger in the ring always finishes it good or bad oh. so there you go uh thanks everybody <laughs> We'll see, we'll see you again real Bye. soon. See ya. Do you guys ever Bye. read that Reddit story about the guy who got so used to like putting his finger up his bum when he was wanking that he got to the point that he couldn't come unless he put his finger up his bum, and he was worried he was basically. Hold on, are we still? Are we? Are we? Oh, did we cut? Did we cut? We've cut. Okay. We're out. Okay. This is it. Bye. This is it.